0: Welcome to 12 Questions. We are here. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I had a little uh, booting up problem. Uh, you know how we do. This is Anna Valenzuela.
1: This is Alex. Middle name, technical difficulties, young.
0: Oh my God, hilarious. Um, <laughs> Figured it out. This is what happens when you loan your recording equipment to your boyfriend. It comes back all crazy. How
1: dare you, Stuart.
0: Uh, I think he was fine. He just had the settings different. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just want to talk about, like, because last time I was just, like, so busy telling you all the weird stuff happening at our table, and I yeah. was like, how so centered of me. Tell me your experience of your beautiful wedding, your gorgeous bride. You mm-hmm. looked okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell us everything.
1: The wedding went very well. We couldn't have asked for more. Maybe a little more air conditioning on the on the venue's, uh, I liked it par- steamy.
0: I liked it okay. steamy.
1: Yeah, it was hot, whiskey-filled, and, and it was great, except for me. I was completely sober, as you do. It's
0: it was a curious mix of sober people and the drunkest Asians I had ever seen in one Absolutely. place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I-, I have this joke where uh, you only have two types of Asians, ones that are conservative and just chill and just sip on white wine, and then you have the other ones that drink Hennessy until they punch each other.
0: Yeah, that was definitely that crowd.
1: Yeah, that was that crowd like, for sure.
0: I walked into the bathroom and there was a bridesmaid throwing up violently, and I went, uh-huh. hold on. And I ran back out to the to the bar and I grabbed her water bottle and uh-huh. I came in a sprite. Look and I you. came back in and she opened the she opened the stall and there was another bridesmaid in there like, <laughs> that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. There was like a brand new bridesmaid in there. Uh-huh. And she was now completely in sweatpants and a t-shirt. And Amazing. we were
1: that was Ashley, yeah. 40
0: minutes into the reception. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm
1: telling you, pre-game for the real game and then the post-game, there's enough 1738 to go around, which was amazing because uh, shout out to, what, what's, that, what's that liquor store called? I, I, to Total Wine.
0: You were completely asking the wrong question.
1: Yeah, yeah, Total Wine is a really awesome chain of liquor stores that have like just you know you're just your off-brand obscure stuff like 1738 isn't on every single shelf and they had it for cheap so christina went bought it all we had a a do-it-yourself wedding
0: yeah it was real diy
1: very very diy
0: the whole time
1: absolutely absolutely your print
0: your pinterest page must be like popping with all Mm the stuff from the wedding
1: absolutely stuff that we got because I believe the way to get around the consumer mindset is to fucking do it yourself mm-hmm. like, because I, I just don't subscribe to it. I feel like a lot of these wedding venues, they mark up a lot of shit just because it has the word wedding in it. You know, as soon as yeah. you say wedding they attack on another five, 10 G's and I feel we were not going to do that. And Christina felt the same way. She's like, no, I'm not going to pay all that money. She watched her friends like spend 10, $20,000 on fucking flowers. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do so. So, We just got on YouTube, learned a bunch of do-it-yourself stuff because it's shit that you can have for one day. And luckily, uh, through driving Uber and Lyft in one of the most creative cities in the world, Mm -hmm. you meet amazing people, like my photographer.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Jocelyn. Uh, Follow her at Mm joss.tm. Shouts out to her for shooting over 800 shots and charging a great rate because she wasn't fucking around. When I met her uh she gave me a card and i was like oh it's gonna be another one of these instagram photographers whatever i'm not really gonna be impressed because uh, you meet so so much of it. everyone's a photographer yeah. right but then i looked at her page and i was like god damn there's vision here yeah there's she's a art
0: photographer yeah
1: and she just all up in it she was getting ratchet too which yeah, i love absolutely. she had a couple shots and she's all twerking with all the bridesmaids i'm like this is what i wanted yeah yeah, so the wedding, we found the venue, we found the food, uh, Palace Catering. I feel like this is a long advertisement. Really
0: <laughs> palace Catering was really good, though. So
1: much food. Really, really
0: good, yeah.
1: Get Korean food if you want some solid catering at your wedding because it's something for everyone.
0: It was, yeah, it was a little bit of like, it was a uh, good mix of like really good Korean food it was mm. I again I wish you could have been there like watching me explain to all these like Midwestern people like yeah. what they were eating oh, it was yeah. like you guys you I love that
1: you're l- explaining you're like the ambassador to K-Town we live, we live, we've live. lived
0: in Los Angeles for so long and I wanted mm. to tell them like you're not even getting into the real shit like yeah. when you're in the real shit it's uh, like, like ca-
1: spicy cartilage and hot, like just yes, spicy soup car-
0: like hot tofu soup at 2 in the morning next mm-hmm. to what's probably a person who's in the mall uh, but like, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Like when you're absolutely. in some place that Yakuza. doesn't ever close, you're like, where are we? Yeah,
1: a lot of underworld <laughs> so, types. You're yeah. Saying. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I've definitely, my experience with like that, uh, mm-hmm. that foray of food was a chef took us to a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night. Right. So it was like, that's how I'd been exposed. That's why I knew what I was eating. But everybody else, I was just like, just shut up and load your plate up with it. And yep. if you don't like it, give it to the person next to you because it's delicious.
2: Oh, they,
1: they <laughs> took care of us. They were so professional. Showed yeah. up. I I'm a big believer in, you know, if you sh- show up earlier on time, if you're on time, you're late, if you're late, don't bother showing up. Okay. And so I put I hold I held everyone to that standard during the wedding, uh-huh. and the fact that everyone did show up early, it rolled out amazing. Yeah. It rolled out amazing. It was great. I mean, I I, I just need to hold myself to those standards. I was just yeah, say, hey. <laughs> I was late.
0: <laughs> uh, you gotta be enough. You gotta, I, that's why I'm like, I, you gotta be enough. Like I, I was like on my way to a doctor's appointment today, and they needed uh-huh. like two pieces of. It. I cannot find my social security card. I like. Can't. Oh no. Yeah, and I I finally was just—I finally looked at them and I was like, Mm -hmm. "Photocopy my passport. Mm -hmm. It's harder to get than a social security card." Wow, (laughs) you weirdos! But like, I couldn't find it this morning, and so Mm -hmm. it's like super late. But and then Mm -hmm. I was super late to another thing. So, you know what? Today we're just going to be enough. That's right. That's what we're going to do. We're We're, doing. We're we're crushing
1: it up until this point, and we're going to be fine. That—that's good.
0: Yeah. So you've been running around like crazy, doing everything, going everywhere. I love it.
1: All over the place. Oh, and by the way, my uh, wife. Did her own makeup. She did? She did her own makeup. All her bridesmaids, they did their own makeup. Only because we've been to so many weddings. And what is it about wedding makeup artists that turns everyone into clowns?
0: Ah! They use
1: that heavy fucking makeup. Well, it's
0: because they're doing usually indoor-outdoor lighting makeup. Mm -hmm. And it's like the last time I had headshots, I got my makeup done and Mm. I looked face-to-face garish but on camera I look amazing so what they're going for is the shot
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um
0: and then the other thing is there are some I know a really good makeup artist mm-hmm. through John Michael Bond, friend oh, of mine. Oh, I love Jambi. Yeah. Who will like she'll make it look like you've never had a stressful day in your life. She wow. does like really natural looks. That's which what is I'm talking kinda, about. Yeah. It's kinda like all about asking around. But mm-hmm. for makeup, usually it's about a hundred bucks a face. It's yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah, so six
1: makeup artists and we're that's not even retail. Why am I so why do I, I sound know. like an expert in this? It's, <laughs> ca- it's expensive.
0: It's expensive yeah. to get your makeup done. I will say having had my makeup done professionally a couple of times like Mm -hmm. especially by like really really good professionals yeah it's kind of in my opinion it's worth it because it's like like you'll just like at one point i was like i don't even look like me right now who is this (laughs)
1: like (laughs) hello how long you in town but she looks really
0: lovely i would have never known the difference she's good at doing her makeup i Mm -hmm. every time i learn a new skill in comedy like Mm -hmm. writing a joke or a callback Mm -hmm. or like some new skill like some way to like level up Mm -hmm. my game i lose the ability to like put on my eyeliner i can't i I can't like (laughs) your
1: brain's just like no you gotta scoot over
0: exactly like my brain only has enough for like certain things and like you know super feminine practice yeah like
1: i can barely remember the name of like half of my childhood friends anymore when i see them on facebook and something happens or like you know somebody smeared them like who is that? And then my friends are like, that's what's his name, you know, like, from so and so. You're like, and who dat?
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no,
1: I don't remember yeah. them. And it's, it's so weird because your brain can only handle so much. That's why I'm so enamored with people that can remember, like, for instance, like Pat Barker, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. can remember, he has an encyclopedic knowledge of not only sports. But of roast battle, and but of like of his town, it's just every fucking thing. But
0: I would argue, and I'm not, this is no knock against Pat, but Uh like he's good at like details and facts. How Uh is he with his emotional experiences?
1: Yeah, true. He can't cook.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> like, I love, I'm like yeah. I love
0: that, but maybe yeah. the part, maybe the part of his brain that like occupies like hugs and cuddles is yeah. now yeah. only reserved for his child, and everything else yeah. is sports facts. Okay, okay, yeah. It's
1: only like a five bedroom house, and you, 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 yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. That's, That's
0: all I'm saying. Right, right,
1: right. I see that. Yeah, you can't. But you, I
0: do envy that as well. I'm like, I wish I had a brain that worked like that. God but, damn. Because
1: like as as yeah. much as I'm trying to get into sports, because I think that also it helps but also tests my sobriety a lot because now that i'm trying to get into sports my parents never let me into sports because i was like kind of a runt of the group i was the the tiny skinny one yeah they didn't put me in sports so now that i'm finding a love for sports and just catching up it's just it's insane it's a lot of fucking work and i'm like okay i gotta take a break this is a lot a lot of numbers and the weirdest names in history of man to crunch you know You got just the weirdest names in in sports.
0: Well, and I do think, like, when it comes to sports, and that might be where Pat's, like, true emotional reality is, Mm -hmm. is, like, I had a tour guide group the other day. It was, like, two families. Mm -hmm. One was from the U. Or one was from California. One was – they were – both the men were from Philadelphia, actually. And um, uh, when I asked them about – I was, like, how excited were you when Mm -hmm. the Phillies – or when not when the Phillies, when the Eagles Eagles, won – and they both, because they both started to cry describing not just the game but they both teared up in front of their wives who could not be more upset that they were tearing up (laughs) they both started to tear up about the Philly special the play that they ran to win the game to like change the tide and they started they described it to me in detail one of them is tearing up Uh and the wife goes he didn't even cry like this when our child was born right?" and like (laughs) and then the other guy and the other wife goes yeah he doesn't even get this happy he was so happy the day the eagles won i thought he wasn't that happy the day we got married and i thought there was something wrong with me and i just Uh said well culturally it's men are allowed to express their feelings through Mm -hmm. sports yeah you know of course I don't know how you were raised to express your feelings.
1: Uh, to not express them at all. Not have feelings. <laughs> Got no. it. Okay. Zero so, feelings. Fuck feelings. your feelings. Uh, yeah. Keep it moving.
0: Before, if you're listening to this and you're like, why is there no guest?" It's because they're guest flakes. So this is actually, I'm going to ask, since Alex is a super famous televised <laughs> human now, I'm going to ask hardly, him hardly. these questions and then let him go back to Ubering. So, <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Which is the most, uh, uh, it, that's that's everyone's <laughs> existence in a nutshell. Like, I'm going to get this super famous person to do this podcast and then, so they can get back to Ubering. So
0: they can get back to Ubering. Right. Yeah, I definitely. Shouts out to Jeffrey Owens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's sort of like... I didn't hear about any of that, but apparently Mm -hmm. I read somebody's response to it on Mm -hmm. Facebook this morning. And I've always been, I remember when I, when I did season two, Mm -hmm. I posted afterwards, oh my God, thank you. Um, I posted afterwards, all I've been thinking about, I've been like doing all these self help books about numbing and like disconnection and like emotional Mm -hmm. connection. And every three pages Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, I wish I had a vape right now, which is just (laughs) me numbing. So you're, you guys are about to hear me vape because it's the time of week I allow myself to do that. So
1: that's right. Vape nation in the house.
0: Vape nation. Um, <laughs> so you can
1: hear like seven people grow or seven listeners. Just, oh, fuck you guys. I know.
0: So, so, uh, so I went, I posted a thing cause I was, I was taking the big risk of like, changing my job and I posted a thing on because my job wouldn't allow me to work weekends and now Uh, I was allowed to work weekends for mm -hmm. comedy because of my because of my TV credit Mm -hmm. and so my job was kind of being inflexible so I ended up leaving yeah and I posted a thing about wanting to increase... Because I'm a good... I've taken care of animals. I've yeah. been house-sitting, pet-sitting. I'm, like, really good with animals. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm getting back into dog-walking. blur, blur, blur. And somebody else who was on season two called me and was like, hey, I saw your post. And I think it was a really bad move for you to put that on, on Instagram. Because what you're telling people is you're not a professional comedian. And I was like, so find me a professional comedian that doesn't have a day job that is in our sort of like bracket of comedy right and um and I will my hat will be off to them but yeah. also ask them do they sleep in their own apartment do their parents have them pay for it, help them pay for it like right. like what are their circumstances how many
1: roommates you got
0: yeah because it was really disorienting for me not to have a day job when mm-hmm. I when I didn't have one when I was sick for a while mm-hmm. it was very disorienting i'm such a I went 30 years, 15 of those years working full time. So yeah, I wow. I didn't live I this is a new world for me. Like yeah. like self-employment is such a new world for me and I really take pride in, As you should in work, and I liked that post. That at least it was Nicole Amy who like put it up, where she's like, mm-hmm. i She's been on three television shows. Yeah, and Nicole Amy Schreiber,
1: friend of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, we badass should, comedian. We book should, her. We
0: should interview her. She'd be a absolutely. Interview. Let's bring in. Let's bring in. Let's bring her in. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a kind of a thing. So what's the whole story behind this thing?
1: The whole story behind this thing was that some fucking cunt. Took a picture of him while he was on the clock at Trader Joe's earning an honest living. And from what I know from talking to Trader Joe's employees, they treat their employees really well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they treat their employees they really, really well. You get discounts on you some of the best dis- food.
0: When I first moved to L.A., I worked for Trader Joe's for like a year. Absolutely. It's hard on your body, but they treat you like you get benefits. You get. I was yeah. able to like, I bought all the groceries for my household because I was, yeah, I was the, able same to here. get them very inexpensive. Yeah.
1: That's why yeah. after shopping at Trader Joe's and seeing that. Yeah, some person posted a picture of him and started shaming him and all, all these dumb conservative sites were like roasting him. Or not, not even roasting him, but just being outright mean. Like, oh, look at him. Oh, look at this actor. Because I'm sure conservative, uh, all the conservative sites are just mad that they can't get a break in Hollywood because we're not going to let that garbage fucking in.
0: I just don't think that they understand the pay scale. That like,
1: because yeah, their parents pay for all their fucking bills because yeah. they're all all oil money, all evil titans of the industry. I don't know.
0: Or it might just be that their idea is that we're Hollywood elites.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, that and that they're trying to shut us have down. Money
0: and the, the truth is is no, like, there we, are we all people, have two,
1: three, four fucking jobs at sometimes. Yeah, time, so. there are
0: people that fucking you struggle until you fucking make it, make it, not just yeah. like a little bit, make it.
1: Like series regular, that's when you can that's, just like yeah. flirt with the idea or, of quitting
0: or a writer's guilt.
1: Absolutely. Like, you Absolutely, know, and
0: then you pay three thousand dollars to even get into the guild, and then you have to pay. Yeah, which
1: by like the way, uh, a SAG, WGA, you, you guys need to take b- better care of us, alright I'm seeing way too much non-union shit. Sorry, sorry. Okay, this is about that whole thing. Ah, I just, I just feel like Jeffrey Owens you. wouldn't be in the place he would if the union took care, better care of him. He was on a hit, legendary show. What was uh, he on? I never uh, know anything about any. I believe he was on the Cosby Show. He was. Yes as a uh, was
0: he like Theos Rend or something
1: I think so I I don't know the entire uh, filmography but yeah I just know that he 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 had a he got his big break and then that's the problem with the fucking that was a
0: long time ago
1: yeah but still it's still it's still on reruns yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, but still, it was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. syndication money is good, but it's not like unless you're from friends, like you've got yeah, to, you got to try to keep working.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's—I
0: mean—that's why I've worked with people who've worked on TV shows from that era. Yeah. Like, I took a comedy class from somebody who had a TV show from that era. And nice. He was, he was a writer for Mad About You.
1: Nice. Well, that's Mad About You. But nobody. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was Shouts a big fire. show. It hey, was all right. Oh I, my god. Yeah.
2: People but like yeah, this. I
1: just—I—I I don't. Honestly, I don't trust anyone that doesn't know what it feels like to earn an honest living. If you haven't bagged groceries ever in your life or if you haven't waited at a table, I, I don't know, know about you personally. Like That's just me. I'm just weird like that. But I don't know. Uh, earning an honest living. That's what's got me to this point, And that's what helps me maintain my sobriety.
0: Yeah. That's why I texted you when mm-hmm. they wrapped Roast Battle because I was mm-hmm. like, I went through this. Yeah. You're going to go to work. Yeah, it's gonna be weird <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a weird feeling because your brain like internet culture and like mm-hmm. your brain your expectations is gonna tell you that you deserve or that like you oh i made it made it mm-hmm. and the truth is is like we still get to keep working it opens doors but it doesn't yeah. you know like we still have to pay our bills
1: absolutely and yeah. i'm i'm really glad you called me uh for that and text or texted me and then uh, that was something
0: the- i got from kyle clark of the podcast, this oh, yeah. is Rad Host. Love yeah. me some Kyle Clark. Thing. Yeah.
1: And what also helped me is that I, I watch all the post interviews with a lot of football players and they all say the same thing that's cut for TV. Hey, we're just out there, we're playing, we're staying even keel. Yeah. And we're just going to show up again, yada, yada, yada. And I had to keep that in mind too.
0: Yeah. Stay if even keel. Like, nothing if Rose, changes. If Rose Battle people are like, if Petal people are like the athletes of comedy mm-hmm. then that means our season is two games
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> two games that's it
0: and only 10 people get drafted <laughs> yeah yeah of course of course that's it two seasons,
1: two two games and yeah people only real, certain people get the drafted the real
0: question is how do i get on that it out cuz they do that season all year uh, <laughs> uh...
1: Where you at, Nick Cannon? Where you
2: at, Nick Cannon? Bring some, bring
1: some, bring some state of the art level roasters to your game. No knock on all your roasters; they're great, they're funny. I love them. I watch they're them. In a
0: different school. We'd have to take a lot of improv. We would to, like, get good body the it.
1: a lot of your guys. We would, right? No,
0: that's not necessarily true because yeah. they do it improv style, mm-hmm. and we do it. We prepare like lawyers.
1: Better dust we're, off my UCB paper. Yeah, we're insane.
0: <laughs> like our level of preparedness is. At least mine is, like, mm-hmm. insane. I was describing... It's so funny. Can mm-hmm. I can I admit something to you? Yeah. I was talking to Jared last night, and I was like, I'm doing all this, like, emotional work, and I was like, you know, the point... One of the points of... Like, one of the, the goals for doing all this emotional work was to, like, get to a point where I could go back to Roast Battle and, like have a certain level of detachment with it yeah. and i was like i'm like really digging into the work of brene brown and a lot of it's about vulnerability and kindness mm-hmm. and compassion which is like antithetical to what roast battle sells oh, of course. and he said and i was like it occurs to me that i might need to like shift like focus entirely and really like already my relationship with the show has changed a lot but I might have to completely change everything Uh and he said and I kid you not he was like I totally support you in that I wake Mm -hmm. up this morning to a text message from Moses hey do you want to come judge roast Battle tonight and I was like sure absolutely so it's going to be a really interesting uh, judging because I want to be a kinder gentler version with myself in my career and mm-hmm. but also my job is you want a
1: Paula Abdul tonight but I don't know
0: you about you know Paula Abdul, but Paula <laughs> is really funny too in, her, in the way that like sometimes she's supportive in a way that's like crazy yeah so <laughs> we'll see I mean we'll see yeah. how it goes but it's definitely going to be an interesting uh interesting experience mm-hmm. I'm I'm like I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do what Jeff Ross does, which try to say something nice, and even if it's really bad, like try to say something nice, and And then swing
1: it around and and him. Yeah, Yeah. and
0: and then let him know, you know, like in a funny way. These are the areas that need improvement. Yeah,
1: of course. (laughs) Oh, that like this past weekend we were in Tulsa. We took Roast Battle on the road to Big Whale Comedy Festival.
0: I wasn't going to talk. Okay, congratulations yeah. on that. But I did, I do have to tell you, uh-huh. finish your story. I do have to tell you about a conversation Jay and I had about that.
1: Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but one of the judges was Marcela Arguello, who has uh, a judge...
0: She's Uh judge. I don't think she's ever done it either. Yeah, she's she's a fucking. But I wouldn't want to flyer. Yeah, you don't want to. I wouldn't want. uh, uh, She tells some girls.
1: Yeah, she told some girls. She set back the women's movement about twenty years, which is hilarious. All right, in that in that environment, because you can tell when people don't do their research, they go on stage and ah, you're fucking ah, you're you're. it's one of the jokes was like, You're you're so fat and white and dirty and and you know what? This thing about you and da 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 it's really rambly. Yeah. Uh, obviously they they didn't research at all. They we got the blogs. We got the fucking YouTube clips. We 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 got three seasons. No, However, one, you're not watching, no, no. no one
0: researches the way we do. Yeah. Nobody I've even even in my relationship, I've tried mm-hmm. to like kind of like coach my Mm -hmm. dude and like how I do my research and like how I do my joke selection. And and then I have to like then I have to like take my hands off because Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like send me all your jokes, I will like put them in order for you and like make every I will design this entire battle for you. But I had to like let him do it on his own. And the truth is is the level at which we were doing Mm -hmm. it at requires more research than it 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 requires as much research and writing time as writing time
1: which is which is fine and they are on arguably one of the hottest shows in the country and what they what they should do is respect the stage. You had you did have comics up there, like Tulsa comics that went up there and fucking destroyed yeah. like one of this one of these comics named TJ went up there and just had these three like three punch fucking jokes and i'm like dude you're battling like new york style who the fuck are you this is great yeah yeah and it's cool to see guys down there in tulsa that they were so nice to us but yeah like when marcella was judging she was like ripping everybody apart and i was like i was like yes then you go back as a battler you go lick your wounds in private and then you come back stronger
0: I mean, there's, but there's a process to that. So Mm -hmm. like the process to that is like, there's, there's a type of feedback that is, and I'm going to relate this, I'm somehow going to relate this back to the Mm -hmm. power of vulnerability, but here we go. Yes. So it's, there's a type of feedback that is, um, I hear Jeff Ross do this a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, you know, you're funny. I'm so glad you did this. Jokes didn't work tonight. And yeah. here's the ones that didn't work, and then there's the feedback that's like, "Hey, those jokes were bad. You mm-hmm. don't deserve to live."
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and Simon Cowell, which yeah, that's no, which is the, it, Mike yeah. version, course, right? the Mike Lawrence version, right? That's the Mike Lawrence version, and I think that if it tips into that other direction, mm-hmm. the sustainability of your talent pool will ultimately diminish mm-hmm. and be whittled down to people who want to use the show as self-injury. Okay, I can see that because you like guilt is you did a bad thing or you didn't do good enough. Right. Shame is you're a bad person. You don't deserve to do it. Right. So like if you start
1: shame on y'all for not doing well. I'm kidding.
0: Right. 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 (laughs) Exactly. Which I think sometimes can happen. You know what I mean? So it's like I think if a person does the research and it says you know and and does some really good jokes, but then a person just comes in with like a lot of like fat shaming jokes or slut shaming jokes, which Mm. is Always happens with women. Yeah. And and I think what it is, is it's so funny because it's like everybody's like, well, this needs to be a safe space for racism and sexism and all this uh-huh. stuff. Uh-huh. But people get really bored with the easy racist sexist jokes. Of course. The yeah, truth we is... we evolved
1: beyond that.
0: The truth is, is the show seems to value those jokes that are more creative mm-hmm. than the... Um, Than this standard issue joke.
1: Yeah, even in Tulsa, those like basic standard jokes were bombing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: was like, oh, they have they have like a taste for it. Okay, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
1: really interesting because sometimes roast
0: battle in any other place other than the belly room is not great. Right. Yeah, we've all we've seen it do well in some areas and Mm -hmm. not well in other areas, but
1: yeah, it was it was good to see. us welcomed there at the Blue L well Comedy Festival. Andrew Deacon and his whole team, amazing. A little, little sweet plug, but that was yeah, cool. that, that that was good. And then
0: I'll make sure to uh, apply to that festival next year. Same
1: here, same here. Right I was like, ah, eh, Tulsa, but then we went there. Uh, my my new my new best friend in Tulsa, Sierra Parsons, uh, picked me up. Uh, it's, it's crashed at his place, and we just had a good old time in nice. Tulsa. There's
0: I saw your Insta stories. It looked like you were having fun in a country environment.
1: Yeah, and we, uh, we visited Sam Kinison's grave.
0: Oh, wow. I'll tell
1: you something interesting about what? visiting his tell grave. Tell me everything. How many times have you seen me drop my phone?
0: You're not, I'm clumsy as fuck. I'm dropping my phone right now and it's in my lap.
1: Yeah. Like, like I'm the,
0: fixing to drop it at any second yeah, as per usual.
1: My phone is usually cling to my hand, right? Okay. But as I'm above Sam Kennison's grave and I'm like, I got to take a picture of this. This is like, I, and I want, honestly, I wanted to send it to like a uh, a couple comics that I know that yeah. were him. So I was like, oh, let me take a picture. And then as I'm holding, the phone falls out of my hand. Oh, wow. And then I pick the phone up again and I try to take another picture and it falls out of my hand no. again.
0: Powerful energy there. Sit thank you, Sam. I'll respect your wishes.
1: Exactly. I I felt like that was Sam Kinison, like, batting the phone at him. I don't fucking want to take a picture. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah.
1: And then finally I got a picture and I was, like, shaking while I was trying to take a picture of it. And uh, Maybe you should
0: have asked. Hey Sam, can I get a picture?
1: Yeah, I should have I should have totally asked, right? (laughs) Instead I was one of those kids that runs up in front of like a celebrity and like, hey selfie. That's such a
0: Latino way to answer it, just like Uh, like you're sure he was there, but you gotta ask him. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta ask. You gotta ask him. You gotta gotta talk to the spirits.
1: That was that was interesting. And amazing food out there. Oh fun. They got amazing food in Tulsa, I was very surprised. Uh, and not <laughs> knock against that but it's just it's Tulsa it's Oklahoma you're like well what what? you guys don't even have a sports team like uh, well, what do you have but
0: how is Leah out there that's where she's she's from uh, Oklahoma yeah that's, Leah
1: destroyed of
0: course she did Leah and Pat Hol- had an hometown- amazing battle oh, absolutely beautiful. hometown
1: hero yeah Pat and Leah had a great battle they came out fucking swinging came out swinging and I felt like Leah is just freaking amazing it was really good to see her have a great battle in front of her hometown
0: yeah, yeah that then, would, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and then we just wrapped up. It was wrapped up with some more good barbecue. Like, got some authentic uh, southern New Orleans-style food at NOLA, which you got to check out okay. if you're in Tulsa. That, that was really good. I feel like, sorry, it just feels like a big-ass fucking commercial. And can just I, like, can have,
0: I tell you, though? Can yeah. I tell you? So... I ran into Jay the other day and it was an interesting mm. conversation. The energy was weird because uh-huh. it was just after battle and that's always weird for people. And yeah. Uh-huh. And he said, it's just such a hyper competitive environment. And I've been like, so out of that hyper competitive environment for so long. Uh-huh. I was like, whoa, like it was yeah. like, it was like smelling, it was like smelling a drink that you used to love.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
0: was like, Oh, what a weird smell. Like yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. But so anyway, we were having this conversation and he just messaged, He's just like, yeah, I'm getting ready for roast battle. And I was like, oh, good for you. And he was like, yeah, I'm roast battling Alex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like that for you. And I don't like that for Alex at <laughs> yeah. all. And yeah. he was like, well, we've talked about it. We have boundaries with it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, this the your guys' relationship is really sacred. And I was like, I mean, ultimately you're going to do you. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like, And I just said, yeah, I just don't like that. I don't Mm -hmm. feel, I don't like it emotionally. Mm -hmm. And then he said, well, um, I'm sponsoring somebody else. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you gonna roast battle him? And then he went and "Ah, and like ran away from me. And I was like, okay, I'm just like letting you know that's weird. Uh, Um, How was it to roast battle your sponsor? incredible you don't fucking lie man no
1: it, I was nervous at first that's why that's
0: not I can't believe like I love you I uh-huh. really wish you had not done that it's no, it, such a it's you not have it, such an emotional either either your emotional connection is I don't get it mm-hmm. I don't get it
1: well there's that part of me that's turned off like I can turn it off like the whole connection emotions and everything you I can't, can't
0: selectively turn off an emotion uh, well, That's not. It's not. Physici- it's not physically possible. Maybe, the Research maybe, shows you cannot do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the research hasn't researched a first-generation Vietnamese Chinese immigrant. that oh, I'm for kidding. You. <laughs> the love of oh my
0: god! I can't wait till you're like five years. This is gonna be. Oh my god! I can't wait. Oh my god! No, anyway, we, continue. Yeah, we,
1: we we met up. We Jay and I have a great relationship. He, he's the one that got me sober. For our listeners, listeners that do not know, he's been there for me since day 1 of my sobriety. Got me into a meeting the whole nine. Got me through all the steps. And we we had a meeting after that we we talk, we talk quite a bit, not as much lately just because we've both been so busy. Uh-huh. And so when they paired us up to battle, I felt like it was an honor. Did it? Cuz it's one thing that
0: Did it d- occur to you that it's emotionally maybe very tricky to do that?
1: Yeah, like we made sure like well we both have very thick skin and we're both we've been battling for like years and years so we both just went in there knowing what the boundaries were knowing Mm -hmm. what we can and cannot say knowing not to go with low blows Mm -hmm. because and then we once we drew a line in the sand we were like fucking let's rock baby
2: all right so i
1: think it worked out and we i mean we hugged each other afterwards we talked afterwards we hung out till like 4 a.m and we're all just uh just chopping it up, up until like 4 a.m. in the hotel before next day out. So
0: he has a tattoo on his body mm-hmm. that is a quote from one of Brene Brown's talks, who is mm-hmm. the person who said, that is not my quote saying you can't selectively numb vulnerability. The research mm-hmm. shows uh-huh. that like if you turn off vulnerability, you turn off like creativity, innovation, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And so it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. that occurred,
2: mm-hmm.
0: given that... <laughs> He has a tattoo from the person that says that, like, when you turn that emotional stuff off, like mm-hmm. there, I I'll be interested to see, and I love you both. Mm-hmm. I will be interested to see if there are any long-term emotional repercussions, and if there mm-hmm. are not, more power to you. Yeah. And if there are, I I'm, warned you. I, no, no, <laughs> actually, no. If there yeah. are, I'm here for you, and yeah. I'm a friend. Like, of I I know what it's like. So, um,
1: absolutely. I, I think we. I don't
0: think that's a decision I would have made, but I don't. Yeah think of you any less for that yeah. decision. Yeah, it's just
1: a, like a sense. discrepancy that you were n- noticing, but w- what, we, well, what we've what we been able to do is just to turn off that part of us, and I know there's, you know, Renee Brown says it's not selective, but, <laughs> but
0: This I is think, not a Renee Brown podcast, this is a 12 questions podcast. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. Well, with when a lot of sports players talk about it, they say, "Oh, we can be playing pickup games, and you're from this team. Um, other players are from other teams, and we can go back and forth, shoot the shit." Yeah. But, but when it's but when we get in that arena, it's all bets are but off. But
0: you're not you're not the sport itself mm-hmm. is not a contest of self criticism of of outward like external criticism and shaming. Mm-hmm. So like I you, think it is.
1: Well when you're like I'm about to take this championship from you like in this, in sports or like I'm about to take this whole division and ruin your whole fucking season. I think it's very much the same thing.
0: I don't think so. Because no. it's a job. You're doing a mm. job. At yeah. no point does the soccer ball at no point does the soccer ball turn into your childhood trauma. I think it sometimes shouldn't. it does.
1: I think it, it shouldn't. does. I don't know. I mean But you
0: can't like you mm-hmm. can't like operate from you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. and luckily you guys are both like, did you do more like looks like jokes or did you do more like,
1: uh, yeah, I did a couple yeah. looks like jokes and then I did, uh, let's see, we, he did one wedding joke, which was great. And then I hit him back with a rebuttal. Uh, you want to hear the joke? Sure. Um, all right. So gosh, I, I forget the joke because I, I rarely hear anything except for trigger words when I'm battling.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like being in a wind tunnel.
1: Absolutely. So Where
0: all you hear is like, fat Mexican nose. Yeah, and,
1: the, the, and there were yeah Asian, <laughs> oh, wedding, uh, alcoholic. Yeah. So we, like, Jay hit me with a wedding joke uh, about how, like, I almost ruined my relationship, which was great. Uh, then, because I heard wedding and I was like, uh-oh, load it up load up load up this joke and i hit him back with uh jay's right i am wearing a wedding ring and you why do you stand like you're one operation away from wearing a nuva ring
0: oh okay that's a that's a fun like yeah Yeah, exactly that's fun very surface yeah he does yeah i think surface level is probably Mm -hmm. the safest way to go but like Mm -hmm. i do think that like because like any situation where you like You're gonna fail. You're gonna lick your wounds, right? And that's when you call your friend and you're like, "Hey, look, like I've failed or I didn't fail or whatever." Mm -hmm. And I think where it gets into, it's I I don't know. It's it's a fascinating, interesting world because it does lead to like a lot of external validation. Like you have to have, you have to have like concrete, beautiful things outside of that world. Absolutely, and it's good
1: that we both are in. Great relationships. Like he has his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. I have my wife, and then we just go back and we're like, "Oh, hey, this thing happened. It's cool. You're still here. Uh, I won."
0: Oh, I was gonna say. I wonder if this like beautiful emotional interpretation has something to do with the glow of winning (laughs) because it's so much easier to be like to be like, "Wow, I won," and I it's 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 a lot easier to deal with like the discomfort of doing mm-hmm. the show um mm-hmm. and when you win <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah of course of course of even course. when you yeah, lose yeah. even if you did really really well one mm-hmm. thing that you're really good at doing is when you lose you still like chalk it up to like even if you do super duper yeah. well you're very good at like just like just being like well i lost but the show is really good yeah. you know what i mean so that in that way you're very talented at that me i'm mm-hmm. so like so competitive that, of course like, I like would, fuck
1: that guy i, I, I can't would, believe oh that's fucking junk i should have no, chosen this other would, joke it yeah, yeah. was never
0: that it was always <laughs> turning inward it was always uh, like you know, I, uh, like it was always turning inward so it was like and sometimes i get kind of upset and what i uh, ex- if i got if i ever got upset externally is because i was deflecting internal stuff it was always of like
1: it was, oh, yeah. After a it loss. was always
0: my bad boundaries because my last two rose battles i should have never done
1: i was too sick Oh, my last, I think it was... I
0: Arguably my last three or four.
1: <laughs> my last battle, that, the last battle that I lost was against O-Stu. I lost my battle against Stu and that's, uh, and you're Sorry right. Sorry about that. No, you're fine, Woo-hoo. you're fine. Uh, but, but you're right about that internal uh, validation or the internal uh, discounting of your feelings where I was like, oh man... Because I lo- had lost to Doug, and then I lost to Stewart. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, I'm not good at this no, anymore. No, you're super good at it. Right. And then regardless of how many wins and losses, I, I did get a little down on myself. But I was like, oh, man, maybe I'm just not good at this. That's why I was scared of battling Jay. Because, as you know, my straight white males are my fucking achilles when it comes to battling cuz I'm like how do I fucking get hooks into this motherfucker
0: well i mean luckily jay looks like a fish
1: so <laughs> ah, he called me a catfish, he calls you I, a catfish and then i hit him back with a big lip joke which yeah. uh, was super fun yeah, the lips joke was uh,
0: he's an adorable handsome fish but he does look like a little fish absolutely like me, a clown fish yeah me, me, me and him share that we actually thought we actually. Th- we actually both eat- of you look like fish I have fish yeah. jokes for both of you absolutely
1: oh yeah oh yeah we toyed around with doing a tour called the, the cheekbones and lips tour hilarious which is uh, yes. super gay <laughs> no
0: that's by the way you can be a beautiful straight 9 non-binary whatever <laughs> and still have beautiful cheekbones and lips that's right I gotta get you watching more queer eye. Okay, I'll change your life. I'll
1: put it in my queue.
0: Okay. Jesus. Um Yeah,
1: so he called me a, he had a catfish joke and then I was like, catfish? Jay, you got big lips too, man. I bet you could open up your iPhone ten by slamming it against your pussy.
2: Oh,
0: that's funny.
1: <laughs> oh man, the crowd lost their shit. So I was like, Yes, I a a lot of jokes I had in the back burner. But now yeah. I've got to a point where I can hold more jokes in my head. Yeah. Like, I can hold, like, at least, like, I can hold all the jokes, but then also all the rebuttals.
0: Yeah. It super teaches you how to, like, manage stress and oh, how course. to, like, keep your brain functioning in a stressful environment.
1: It's sort oh, of like. a your little toolbox of sobriety. Yeah. Like, today. I
0: wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Here's what I would uh-huh. say. I wouldn't say, like, be car- be careful not to, like, weave your sobriety into a show like that. Yes, because if you think about it, it's actively our character defects at work. Mm-hmm. We're in judgment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're in character assassination.
1: We're, we're in boasting.
0: We're in boasting. Mm-hmm. We're in um, getting uh, in other ex- people's shit. Yeah. External validation. <laughs> of course. We're. Um, we're. There is a lot of things that are directly from either the big book or the basic text that are literally listed as character defects Mm -hmm. that we have to, that I don't know if we have to engage in them to do the show, Mm -hmm. but the show does encourage engagement in those character defects.
1: Of course yeah I don't
0: know if we have to yet I'm I'm, I'm asking myself that maybe question.
1: maybe that's what makes us good roasters that we're addicts I don't know <laughs> No, no, no I, was, I was literally describing I was
0: describing it to somebody uh-huh. like my process is so detailed and it's basically I would write at that I have like
1: obsession yeah
0: it's an obsession thing yeah. it also plays on our obsession and what I would do is I would open I would have like a notepad out for each person mm-hmm. I could grab it right now it literally says what is wrong with Alex and so it has categories like of course. like physical categories, fam- family relationships, personality traits and then mm-hmm. I look for a thesis statement that encompasses mm-hmm. what's wrong with an individual mm-hmm. and then I use that to anchor the entire battle.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: Maybe I took it to a place that was super unhealthy. <laughs> that's what we just found out. And
1: that's why you fucking beat me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: that's why you got on season I, two. So yeah, I, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But,
0: but, but I mean, but at the same time, you got on season three and mm-hmm, you weren't mm-hmm. engaging in that, like, high level. I was basically doing, like, a um, what's called a... Uh, an MMPI, I was basically doing like a field survey of all mm-hmm. the information about your life and encompassing what I felt was a portrait of you, but then taking that's that such portrait a gift, though that's and such a gift, characterizing it mm-hmm. into a way that was negative. So mm-hmm. my question is, is how can we do that without doing that? I think if it's you leave,
1: possible. I think it is possible. I think you leave it on the stage you leave it on the stage and then right you know, after I that. No, I love
0: you on yeah, it. Lo- I, I absolutely love you on and off the stage, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel Thank like you. our friendship was even stronger after that. Of course. Absolutely. Same thing with, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do believe a person's character before the battle is mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. so like if a person is like because it's such a vulnerable thing yes. if we beat up on each other before and afterwards mm-hmm. it's just a fight that happened in public
1: yeah every time you see people that don't get along get on stage and try to do it's roast ugly. battle it's 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 ugly it's hot garbage yeah you see it you, you feel it from the moment they step on stage even sometimes before you see people saying like wait aren't those too bad why aren't they at least you know yeah. standing next to each other so you can see it like that happened recently uh, on a battle like these the, a so-called east coast west coast thing happened and the girls it
0: always gets nasty with the, the east girls coast did, west coast yes, because the east coast
1: well they weren't certified east coast west coast mm. it was like it was more of a scrimmage east coast west this coast scrimmage become a
0: full roast battle podcast absolutely so hey, that, right. that, that, I don't know when we're gonna that, get that, to that, the that, questions that,
1: that's, <laughs> what, that, that's what's just been my life for the past couple of months so sorry we're talking too what much sorry gonna, the guys that they're doing like and, roast battle yeah, me, me. Well, yeah, fuck you
0: well, Sorry. that's another thing. That's another thing. Have you read any of the internet comments? No. Good for you. Yeah. Congratulations.
1: Absolutely. They, they don't mean shit. They don't cast anything. All these YouTube comments. I mean, I want to. I think, that, I think it would be a fun time, but also yeah. I think it'll be exhausting and it'll end with me questioning my self-worth.
0: Well, I had... Great. That's beautiful. Because I mm-hmm. had a moment where uh, the YouTube video of me and Keith came out and mm-hmm. I mentioned to Keith and I feel like it got conflated in this like other thing that I was like more mm-hmm. affected by it than I was. Mm-hmm. And here's what the result was. Huh. So when Keith, and i battled i remember scrolling down i, I read two comments mm-hmm. and my name was spelled incorrectly
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i made a joke like wow this ana girl is really bad at her job yeah. and i just sort of des- i detached myself immediately i called my sponsor and i talked about it and she said you are here on out not allowed to read the following things comments
2: mm-hmm.
0: on youtube facebook mm-hmm. whatever that's none of your business mm-hmm. number 2 tweets about you that may or may not be positive Mm -hmm. like if it I
1: did read I did read tweets though
0: if it's hashtagged roast battle uh, unmute it Mm -hmm. and I was like okay and she was like because your self-worth cannot come from this experience
1: it cannot come from strangers from eggs on the internet
0: cannot cannot come from the eggs yeah um, because there's lizards inside. Um, yeah, of Lizard people. Absolutely. Um, and three, um, you GOP. no longer, she told me, she, she really set this, and I've only glanced at it once, she said, you no longer read the roast report.
1: Wow. And I
0: stuck to that. I okay. stuck to that for a long time. That's a tough one. And um, I'm gonna glance at it tonight just to know who's battling, mm-hmm. just so I know.
1: Write some jokes about him, sure.
0: Just to kind of pregame a little bit, like mm-hmm. to kind of figure out like what I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and because I'm I don't have an improv background, so mm-hmm. I, re- I do prepare. That's like how I do it. Nice. But um, the the funniest thing about that is that I mentioned that story to Keith. Mm -hmm. And he conflated it as I went through all the comments and I was really, really upset. And
2: -hmm. then he
0: told another battler who ended up battling later, who ended up screenshotting a bunch of really negative comments about me on the YouTube and then Mm -hmm. tagging me on social media. Oh, mind games. Yeah. So, so again, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's more about, I think it's more about like who you, how you play the game. Mm -hmm. I think integrity is very important. Absolutely. When it's such an environment that really breeds can like any job people. animosity yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it can i suppose
1: but. Oh, of course like i know even after our battle as well as i took it i know my character defects were hard at work after that and literally like maybe how well it was me doing my best to keep it together as i always do i've been always raised to do my best keep it together look presentable while ignoring shit burning in the background. And my subconscious was fucking around with me. Like, oh, you know, this is it, this is this is your stop, this is where you get off. This really? is, yeah, because
0: our battle um, was so good. Yeah. I could have lost mm-hmm. if I didn't oh, we, have that rebuttal. We,
1: oh, we blew the fucking room over.
0: <laughs> And then the fact that was the battle that should have been on TV. That's how good Absolutely. it was. Because we ended on mm-hmm. our third round was all rebuttals. Yeah. You did it, I did a joke, or you did a joke, and mm-hmm. then I rebutted it, and you rebutted that and I rebutted that. Oh, it was great. And then they were like, they just called it because it was like yeah, we I- were literally in a rebuttal fight, which was the mm-hmm. funniest thing in the world.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Rebuttals all day. Yeah. And I think what happened was that I had that gun jam on round two, the biggest gun jam in fucking roast battle history. And I'll tell you After that, I started questioning my mental health. I was like, oh, is this all leading up to this? And I think it's because... Oh, that's
0: true. Yeah, you blinked out. See, I always forget that because I remember thinking to myself, because I got some criticism for that, for Mm -hmm. not... um, attacking you and belittling you. Oh, are you you. fucking kidding me? You
1: did exactly what you were supposed to do. Here's
0: what happened. Because if
1: you hit me and I had something, that would have triggered something and I would have launched another fucking joke. It was
0: a weird thing that happened. So when we rose battled and this was back, you don't really see this on TV, but the stage show, it's a Mm -hmm. three-round fight. Mm -hmm. So first round, I lost. And I I lost decisively and Mm -hmm. unexpectedly because I thought Mm -hmm. I had you. I was like, son Mm -hmm. of a bitch, I just Mm -hmm. lost. And then we go into the second round Mm -hmm. and you go first yeah. and you go to say your first joke mm-hmm. and you stare into the lights mm-hmm. and your brain stops working
1: absolutely and- I have my notes I have everything <laughs> I have the time <laughs> It's never fucking happened before, and it or has never happened again. Or Absolutely, sense.
0: and and then you stared into the lights, and meanwhile, I'm calculating in my head. It's it's. I want you to know these are the following things that went through my brain, mm. and I talked about this on uh, verbal violence. These uh-huh. are the following things that went through my brain. Uh-huh. I can say something mean to him. I can point out the fact that he's not talking. I'm going to wait, and I just waited, mm-hmm. and then you you i think jeff ross or somebody was like
1: look at your notes look at your notes or don't look at your notes look at her look (laughs) look at
0: her and he was trying to jog your memory Uh and then you said your jokes and i by this time had Mm. in the interim when when the bell rang for the second round i had already changed the jokes i was going to do in the second round Uh and i was going to do them with like I, I basically took my overtime jokes because I was certain we were going to go to overtime and I put them in the second round.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And because um, I wanted to win decisively.
1: Absolutely. So in
0: my mind, I was like, whether or not you blanked out, mm-hmm. and we'll never know, but whether yeah. or not you blanked out. Oh, I
1: blanked out for sure.
0: I had intended on winning that round.
1: Mm-hmm. Of course. And we intend to win every single round.
0: <laughs> but I think I had the jokes to do it. Uh And so... And it would be interesting to see what happened. But Mm -hmm. it was definitely an interesting, like...
1: Yeah, that was the smartest move to... to
0: Because I took some heat for not saying anything. I think Keith and Pat were like, why didn't you say anything? It was so awkward. And it's like, well, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with how awkward it was. It built a beautiful tension in the room.
1: The fact that you sat in the silence like that is a testament to your skill as a battler. Most people would freak out or like, no, because I I swear, like this is, if you would have snapped at something, I would have instantly snapped back because I I had something that would have saved that second round for me. Right. But as a competitor, like I said, it's fucking war on that stage. So uh, that's that but was the right move.
0: I don't think it was war for me. Mm-hmm. What it was is I felt empathy for you mm-hmm. in your situation because that could easily ah, happen to
1: okay, me. Okay. So I, I was
0: literally just like, well, wait it out. And, and then by that time, I still was gonna use, because I could have used any order of jokes. I mm-hmm. could have literally just said, Alex has funny hair. And I still mm-hmm. probably could have won, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I chose to do the jokes to carry the round. Mm-hmm. So, so it was like either ah, I see, way. I, okay. I had to use my best jokes in that round because, mm-hmm. a, I wanted to prove that I deserved to win no matter what, Ooh, and b, I, like I, um, I, and b the if I had done lackluster jokes, the mm-hmm. energy of the battle would have died. Yeah. And our third round wouldn't matter and it would go down as one of those battles that wasn't that good. Yeah. So it was sort of like but it was my initial feeling, I want you to mm-hmm. know this, my initial feeling mm-hmm. when that happened was total empathy because ah, that is see, my greatest fear. Woo.
1: All right, all right. Now I have, I get PTSD when people have gun jams on stage. I'm just like, oh no, oh no, I know what that feels like. Oh, so, so now I have an empathy.
0: Have empathy. Yeah. Have empathy yeah, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. and literally tell them, like, literally tell them I have been there. Oh, and yeah. like, I have, when mm-hmm. I see women, um, especially women, not do so well. I went to uh, a roast battle a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, It was for Stuart. And Mm -hmm. um, I went to see, there were the girls who opened the show. There were two women. And I actually just, we were walking back to our car and I was like, hey, did you guys roast battle tonight? And they were like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, can I give you some tips? I've done it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And they were like, Mm -hmm. sure. And Mm -hmm. I was like, no matter what the other person says, laugh really, really hard because it's fun. Mm -hmm. It should be fun.
1: Absolutely. One of the best things I got to do in Tulsa was, uh, I see this with a couple of people where you're jumping on stage and you're having fun and you're running around. But that stage in the ballet room is so small that I'm afraid I'm I'm so OCD where I feel like I would run off the stage and trip and then land all over the wave. All right, so I don't jump and I, I don't. There's get excited. no room to run. Absolutely, no. It's but,
0: the belly room's the size of this apartment in North Hollywood.
1: Oh yeah, what, what 140 seater? It's, yeah, some 144, no, it's like
0: 80 something. Is it? Is 80 it's something? It's like really small. Okay, okay, uh, I can't count. It's a real small. It's a real small room.
1: So in Tulsa, they had this giant deck on the outside where we were like set up to battle and so the fact that i could jump around and have way more fun that's i feel like that's what made the, the battles so much more fun
0: yeah it's really fun when you and, get and to run.
1: and then you're watching the newer battlers like plant their feet and you're like oh man that, that's how i felt okay uh, that's good
0: and i love that you were moving mm. around because i always used to catch mm. it because that was another thing it was like a compliment and a criticism because mm-hmm. i go out and i move and i try to use every inch of the stage when right. i do it i love that you did that
1: yeah you're jumping around and it was fun but yeah enough about Roast Battle let's get into the questions ah, let's get into the questions oh get, we just drove you uh, right into the beach on yeah, that one yeah, that's right it, it's, so, it's so much fun and I, I don't want to talk people's ear off there's a whole other p- verbal violence our uh, Comedy Central Roast Battle podcast that covers all yeah. things and you, people will be able to hear all the battles from the road so, and this is a 12 questions, not podcast, not a 12 voice battle podcast. But I, I do
0: think we should maybe talk to them. They should have both battlers come on and like play by play what they were doing. Because mm-hmm. that is, because people have never asked, like I've been asked one other time, mm-hmm. or at least I've got to tell people one other time what happened with our battle, what mm-hmm. I was thinking in that moment. Oh, that's Because nice. I just respect you. Yeah. And I knew, like, I was like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm getting my ass handed to me. I better fucking bring it. And oh, it well, there was shit. never a question in my mind that like, to use that, silence against you in any way
1: oh see i i've been reading way too many like la, well, what's that book like by the, sun Tzu. oh the art of war art of war i've been reading too much art of war where i'm just like oh back and forth back and forth like of uh, crush the ember before it, like it reignites into a full flame and consumes everything so i bring way too much of a war mentality to it and i think that's probably one thing i've pulled back from uh that i turned that on only on stage but I have fun as well. Mm. Um, but then I turn it off uh, more so when I'm off stage because, and I think that's why I have like anger issues because I, I read all about that stuff. I've, my, my head's chocked full of all kinds of. <laughs> Your like, second round mentality. of
0: steps is going to be very fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've talked to me a couple of times before today and I've just my, my anger is creeping back up and Did you hit it helps. a
0: meeting between the last time we recorded and now? Oh my god, mm, Alex. i have not
1: I'm guilty. I'm I was going go to go to a
0: women's meeting after this. Do you mm-hmm. want to put on a dress? Uh,
1: I don't know the
0: We'll just think you're robin tram hilarious
1: (laughs) (laughs) took the words right out of my mouth i was like (laughs) shout out to robin Uh, lover
0: yeah fuck i mean okay so let's speed round it let's speed round it it? let's go all right how do you experience uh how do you experience surrender
1: i i trust in i trust in the universe i trust in my god that, that has no face name or whatever. I just know that there is a higher power at work always. And if I continue to get into a situation where I feel I'm losing, then I just I let it be. I, I'm not going to win. Like, for instance, like...
0: Like, when you're licking your wounds, what's that process?
1: Licking my wounds...
0: Like you uh, it's described.
1: Still, it's still fucking tough. When I'm licking my wounds... I've had many, many nervous breakdowns where I feel like I'm not getting this or I'm not getting that or I want this or I want that. How come I didn't get uh, this project or how come I didn't get that role or how come so many things aren't the way they are? Uh, I, I, just keep, I just get back to doing something for someone else. So yeah. when my surrender involves helping others, so I'm like, I channel that energy. I used to sit there and wallow Mm -hmm. before i got sober and wallow and get angry and just continue doing my job but uh, you can you can sense the giant chip on my shoulder always where it's like oh you feel defeated i can see it in the pictures when i look at pictures before i got sober and i can pinpoint which pictures i'm having a bad day and i can see the i can see the not not to sound corny but like the sadness in my eyes Mm. i can see it i still got some of it these days you know fuck uh, but I carry it way better now and I know day to day if I can hold the door open for someone or if I can, you know, take someone a little further on their ride and not care about if I'm going to make that extra dollar and I'm not being greedy, I know I will be okay. And usually when I'm approaching my surrender that way, by the end of me helping everyone else, it's been solved. I feel way better. I'm back at, I've reset my brain, brought it back up from, you know, the, the red back into the black right yeah so i i reset that way Yeah. so surrender is it's, it's, it's a really tough thing for me but i know that sometimes you have to take two steps back to go one step forward
0: okay what has been your most like insane moment in recovery
1: in recovery
0: and I'm gonna like get get serious with this because normally sure. we're like insane. However, it makes you feel. But like, when has it gotten to where your defects were like you really were like, I'm clean, I'm sober, mm-hmm. I should be able to. Why am I feeling this way?
2: Ah, uh,
1: that's since my sobriety and my most insane since sobriety. What is that? What has been insane? It's been when. It's, it's probably had to do with family, for sure.
2: Because
1: hmm. that's the thing that I still can't, you know, my brain wants to control how my family reacts to everything. My disease wants to do that and tell my family, like, get, get off your fucking asses and do something with yourself. Because I think it's when my, uh, my fam- not all my family made it out to the wedding. Like, yeah. they Because they just didn't want to. They were like, oh, we're busy, we're doing this, we're doing that. I'm like, you, can't guys, you guys can't come out to my fucking wedding? I'm like, marrying the love of my life. Like, you, what do you mean you can't make it out? I'll go out there and I'll escort you to my wedding. And then it blew up into this humongous argument. Like, this is why I'm fucked up. This is why I have these issues in my life. This is why, you know, I couldn't stay in college. Uh, I, and I saw like a, a way out. Which was the most amazing way out of all. But me coming out to LA was me running away from my family.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, since I got sober, and that happened when they couldn't, when they didn't want to because of sheer inconvenience, I forgot the fact that they survived the war. I forgot the fact that they still live day to day with that survival mentality. You can't change that within a generation at all. So, when they couldn't make it out, I had to. Uh, well, first, my initial reaction was, you know, to sit there and scream at him. So I tell my mom, like, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I'm marrying the perfect girl. Like, oh, this, is she not good enough for you? Or, or am I still not good enough for you? Um, my sister just still doesn't talk to me. You know, for years since, like, honestly, since me and my wife started dating because she was her friend. Uh-huh. More so acquaintance. Uh-huh. And she's like, why do you got to fucking date my brother? And My sister was like, oh, why do you got to date my friend? Go find somebody else. Um. so it's a sibling rivalry in its greatest form uh so we just haven't talked i sent her an invite sent her a paper invite i've made my amends to her and so now i just i don't know i don't know how to deal with that quite yet short of pretending like she doesn't exist you know mm. my brother came out thank god but he was he had to be dragged out here because he's a fucking alcoholic Your brother
0: was really nice at your wedding.
1: Yeah, he He was was on his best behavior.
0: Really going out of his way to be kind and welcoming, especially to the comedians.
1: Yeah, because I fucking asked him to.
0: Oh, well, he was very nice. He was also very handsome.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I was
0: like, once he said, oh, I'm Alex's brother, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Oh, Oh, yeah, I see that.
1: You know, before he drank himself into that state, my brother was a slayer. I'm talking about... He had women visiting him like every other fucking day at his, at his shop because my brother is a brilliant mechanic. Oh. He can fix anything. He can fix father time if he, if he gave it wow. to him. But that's not the case. He, he's also a raging alcoholic. Oh. So before the wedding, I said, Lee, can you do me a favor and not have a drink before you get to the wedding? Otherwise, oh. he, he could show up very sloppy. And I'm sure everyone coached him up until that point. Just to show up to a fucking wedding and, and not um and not ruin it. Not ruin it by drinking or just like hitting on women or like, you know, just talking uh, sideways to people he doesn't know because he, that's he's he's one of those uh, cautionary tales for me. My own brother lost everything because of alcohol. Wow. So that the, my wedding got yeah, blown up on my family and just like walking on eggshells around my brother and just during leading up into my wedding i would say that's probably the craziest moment uh, or the most insane moment of until then and just having to like ask my sister just really my other sister uh she i asked her and then you know she just didn't respond oh i thought you had my number but she's paranoid she's a paranoid schizophrenic so she changes her phone number oh. every three to six months so I I never have the right number. So I have to ask my mom. And she's like, oh, well, you know, people are listening on her phone. You know, you, you, and my mom subscribes to it because, you know, she she still has this resentment with America and all things American. Interesting. So that's why she doesn't travel. That's why she doesn't do anything. She's like, I'm just here to survive. I'm just here to, like, you know, eat, sleep, and do my thing, and I'll be fine. I don't want to do anything outside that. And that, that infuriated me. Mm-hmm. That brought this anger out, and I just blew up so much and but after like an hour and a half scream sesh with my family, I had to calm down, take a couple of days away from them. And then three days after, I think it was, I called them to apologize. And tell him like, you know, it's just a really special day. And she's like, You gotta understand, we can't just up and travel like you. Okay. I'm like back of my head was like, You duh, you fucking can. I'll pay for your ticket. I'll go out there and escort you, you bunch of fucking morons. But then of <laughs> There's course that
0: pride too. Also, if you would yeah. like put a GoFundMe, get like Alex's family if you're if if the mm-hmm. wedding gifts that you would ask for were plane tickets to get your family here, I'm sure all everybody would have
1: Absolutely. That. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just I, I would have done it, but then, you know, well, what do you do? You have to walk away from situations like that. Yeah. You, you got to just accept that that's not their thing. Me visiting Vietnam was life-changing for me because I know people there. You, you can't ask them to do anything. They've been devastated. Yeah. They've been rocked to their very core. You can't tell them what to do and what not to do. Just let them be. You got to let them be. You know, Be polite you know, be considerate, and then keep it moving. That's all you got to do. Because if I try to tell my family what they need and need to do, they, they blow up on me. And then I I come back harder, and then we then we eventually don't talk for months.
0: I think the really cool thing is that you were vulnerable enough to ask them to come. Yeah. And to tell them that it hurt your feelings that they didn't.
1: Yeah, so now this this upcoming weekend, I'm going to, take a plane with my wife and we're gonna go visit them we're gonna go just have dinner with them you know even like just hearing my mom say shit like oh my gosh she's like you should have had the wedding here why did not you have the wedding here you know i can't go far and and just seeing that she doesn't understand that there's 160 people on the list and that should shift things around for her also breeds resentment in me I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm like, wait, wait, you're my mom. You're my mom. You're my mom. Okay, 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 I understand. But I'm not going to change That's one of the most powerful things sobriety has given me is to not bend the fucking universe for one person. Yeah. It's impossible. It would break me. It would break a lot of people in the process. Yeah. So even my fucking mother, I'm sorry, I can't. You you just have to, you know, not get with the program, but like understand that. There are other people with plans in store. I'm not going to shift things all around for you guys. Because guess what? You haven't shifted things all around for me.
0: Can I offer you some unsolicited advice? What's up? Could you maybe do a little mini four-step before you go and share it with your sponsor and like come up with a game plan? Because this does sound like a very emotionally charged. Absolutely. You have a lot of resentment that's come up. Like. Yeah,
1: even though I've done all my amends there. It ha- they, they come happens. back I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: now starting on my third time through the steps wow yeah don't I like don't cause your disease is doing push ups in the corner
1: shit mine are doing P90X
0: exactly <laughs> exactly your disease is your disease is working on you as new information arises and the new information is as you got married. You had some big relation- – mm-hmm. you've had relationship and professional accomplishments in this last mm-hmm. year. And and it sounds like
1: – And all my mom cares about is that I got printed in the fucking Vietnamese newspaper.
0: Go That's, figure. I, I kid you not. I've been on television, and the only thing my grandmother will care about is if I make it into the San Luis Obispo um, <laughs> comedy festival. She, like, literally <laughs> – has uh, zero interest in she was told by some friends that i looked very nice and i did very well that's wow. all she was told and mm-hmm. i actually asked my family not to watch mm-hmm. um because i sent them i actually sent them our battle mm-hmm. like audio format mm-hmm. and i said if this is too much for you i will send you pictures from the show but i don't recommend that you watch and they they agreed good okay. yeah but at the same time like i do understand that that like family thing of like mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's where all my insanity comes from is with my family and their reluctance to... Well, I mean, I get it. I get it because I'm the first in the family to pursue entertainment. You know, everyone else is living their small town lives. You know, nothing against that is just not for me. And I broke away from it and just... Them saying dumb shit like, what are you doing? Why? I just didn't picture you doing this. Like, the fuck? What do you mean you didn't picture me doing? You picture me just... I'm subscribing to the rat race. Go fuck yourself. But then I don't say that. Of course, more polite now. Just like, what? No, I'm having. uh, This is a dream come true. Literally, the month of August has been the best month of my fucking life since I was born. Really? Everything I have. I got married. We did roast battle season three. You see how I put that first for in case you. Yeah, that's really good by the way. That's 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 (laughs) slow.
2: You better. You better. Yeah,
1: Uh, (laughs) and then. And then just being able to travel the road with my friends, people that I've been like day one roast battle with. And we're just in, in Tulsa. And that was just an amazing time. And just having good people take care of us out there. Like comedy, I mean, it's corny, but like comedy is, is my family. Mm. Comedy has taken care of me so much. And, you know, more so, more so than my family. More so than my family. Yeah. They've been there. Sure. They've helped me. They, they've sent me a little cash here and there, but they, but again, they're doing the best that they can. So I have to remind me, remind myself that, that they are doing the best that they can with what they have. So I can't knock them.
0: Yeah. I
1: can't knock them. And that's the hardest thing for me to fucking do. I'm like, I did it. Why can't you do it? Why can't you know? They, oh, but then again, they have kids. They have responsibilities. They have all their shit.
0: Have you forgiven them?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Are you sure? <laughs>
1: Uh, I, th- I think that's me. Uh, I
0: think you might want to listen to this podcast. Yeah, 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 I
1: got it. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: Forgiveness, it. Forgiveness was, for me was such a process. It took me my second round of steps to really... Um, yeah. Or maybe...
1: I've forgiven them on a the surface.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, maybe the yeah. It took my second round of steps for me to g- dig in. The se- the revolution of the second round of steps was a real understanding of forgiveness. And, and, and
1: it's even so hard to forgive.
0: I can share with you the thing that mm-hmm. um it's from the Sermon on the Mount, the Emmett Fo- mm-hmm. Fox book. Mm-hmm. That's what I did for forgiveness.
1: And then it's it's. It is a challenge for me to forgive them, mm-hmm. but I did. I was dragged to it through the program, dragged to the front gates of forgiveness and to forgive them. But the thing is, they brush it off. Again, no emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, don't worry. It's okay. You know, you're family. That's what we do. And that was it.
0: Well, you've the the idea is that you ask for forgiveness, right? But the, the thing that the book poses is that you can't ask for forgiveness if you fully forgive. So the eighth and ninth step practice is, Um, it, the first go around for me was I forgive other, or the first go around for me was I asked for forgiveness Mm -hmm. and I felt a margin of relief, not complete relief. Mm -hmm. And then the second round of steps I asked, I, I dug into the experience of forgiveness, which is to re-experience the harm come to a place Mm. of acceptance of the person and the other and myself
2: Mm -hmm.
0: i practiced a forgiveness thing for every single person i had Mm -hmm. ever had a resentment against Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then and it was maybe the hardest work i ever did in my life and then i experienced relief and freedom like i had never experienced i finally felt when they talk about free freedom in meetings Mm -hmm. for years i didn't really i didn't feel it Mm-hmm. I felt pretty much the same. I just wasn't using. Yeah, and then, you
1: just have that margin that you're riding on, and yeah. I think that's what's been the case for me when it comes to forgiving my family. It's just enough to where I'm just like, all right, I don't hate you anymore, but you know, I still dislike you a lot. And even though you're my family, and you you preach all this shit, like, and then you come to me when you really only need help, and realizing, and still not cerebralizing the fact that I live in one of the most expensive cities in the fucking world. So you constantly ask me for these little things here and there like my mom will just throw sideways shit at me like i'll be like oh you know just just, i did all this da 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 da." and she's like oh you know dad could use a new car i'm like what the fuck do you not understand like i don't know she's she's always been one to rile things up and that's where i get my comedic side from where i like to (laughs) rile things up
0: yeah you're a feisty comedian
1: it's uh yeah, I, I get a lot of that shit from definitely her. My dad's the stoic, passive one mm. who's like, "Yeah, just hey, you'll be all right." Yeah, man up, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's probably like the most insane moment getting my getting my family or accepting the fact that not my entire family is going to be at my wedding for. And when I, I looked at Christina's side of the family, literally a hundred plus people rolled out. People checked out of the hospital to be there. And part of me was like, the fuck, why? That's why she's always so happy. And that's why she's like so well balanced. But me, I'm just still, still fucked up because of it. And I've just had to deal with it one step at a time. One step at a fucking time and just one forgiveness at a time. One avoided argument at a time. Contrary actions have been like my savior where I'm like, oh, I'm going to blow blow up and just not fucking time. I'm saying, no, 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 my, my, my program will kick in. And it'll just uh, pull me back from that. Yeah. It'll just oh, okay. You can't you can't make it out. Hey, I understand. You know it's it's tricky. Yeah. I understand. All right. Well. Hey. Uh, yeah. None of them gave me gifts. My entire family did not give me gifts.
0: Mm.
1: Which. Uh,
0: you want a crock pot? I have a spare. Hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put my fucking family there. Okay. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it, guys. Get it.
0: That's the yeah, beautiful um, thing is you just found out something you need to work on. Yeah. Now you now course. you're like.
1: Yeah, it's it's rolling. You it's fully all back talked out. about
0: it, so now you got to do something, especially because yeah. you're gonna be there this weekend. Yeah, That's this is this deal. is all
1: fresh. So, I know I know I will manage it well because I know my sobriety is strong enough to where. I know I, I don't need to take a drink. I don't. I, w- I will definitely hit a meeting before I go out there.
0: Maybe and, look up some meetings while you're there.
1: Yeah, and I just got to be very diplomatic. That's one thing that, that's the biggest thing that I, I got from my dad was my diplomacy. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, let's uh, it'll be fine. But then what the, the what this fucking city has done to me is it's brought out that 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 competitive side. Mm-hmm. Which has always been inside of me, but it's been honed and polished, and you know, through the years, and it's it's ready. It's double-edged in the whole nine, but also, uh, my diplomacy has got kept me out of a lot of trouble, even as a child, where I've been almost involved in a lot of sh- shootings and a lot of violence. I've just always been the diplomatic one in my f- my friends' groups, and they're just like, oh, yeah, you're right. We probably shouldn't smoke this motherfucker. And I was like, yeah, we're all gonna go to jail, and what's that? You won't be able to see your pretty car anymore, and he's like, "Fuck, you're right. All right, all right. Let me not let me not kill this fool. Yeah. So I can drive my really cool car that I worked on forever. Little things like that. It's you'd be surprised the impetus for it to stop, you know, violent shows. And I don't know. It's really helped me stay well balanced because I would have easily been, you know, uh, just not where I am at all if I let my anger get the best of me. But then I have to. It's still there. I have to just, you know, push it back and forth and <laughs> channel do have all the energy. Where you're like,
0: well, fuck that driver! <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, of course. I, there's a lot of people that I want to run over with my fucking car, and <laughs> and we. I just I can't. I can't do that. We all have crazy thoughts in our head. It's just yeah. mine. The ability to act on them, which I, I keep at bay. I'm just like, all right, hey, that's not worth it. But it just seems like such a realistic possibility. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a crazy person. What am I capable of? This is I a- have
0: to talk about it yeah. because if I stuff my emotions and my feelings in for too long, they will come out.
1: Oh, yeah. Of course. And it comes out in the worst way yeah. at the worst time possible. Yeah. Like if, the- if I didn't get sober, my wedding would have been a fucking nightmare.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How did you? How do you make decisions? You made a lot of big decisions this last year.
1: How do you make them? What is good for the general, general population? I don't know. I don't know. Let me see what it's good for. Uh, I number one depends on where it's coming from,
2: uh-huh.
1: or where it's directed to. Uh-huh. Who are my decisions is going to affect? Uh-huh. I have a quick analysis of it. Of who I look at the situation, and I'm like, oh, is this good for? Everyone, am I, like me, like slowing down to let someone in traffic? Yeah. This is going to be great for everybody, right? Let me let this person in. Yeah. Even if the asshole behind me is honking. Hey, what are you, the mayor? Get out of here. <laughs>
0: what, are <you> the, <laughs> what are you, the mayor
1: in this economy? <laughs> so funny. Well, where the fuck are you? What do you call that? We're, we're Go through the depression. Come on, let somebody in. So I...
0: Can I ask you, how did you make the decision to roast Battle Jay?
1: Jay, or that, did
0: you feel like you had a choice?
1: Uh, they just paired us up, and I was so
0: you couldn't have said no.
1: Uh, I could have, but I didn't want to because I know me and Jay, uh, we, we know each other well enough to know that I think we'll handle this fine. We're both great battlers, and the fact that we haven't battled before, I think that's more on my part because. I was like, oh, man, fucking white dudes are so hard to fucking roast. I don't know. It's still, it's, again, my insecurities kicking in and not thinking I was good enough. Uh, but we had a great battle after that. And we talked about it beforehand. He was like, dude, like, what's up? Let's, let's see if we can do this in the most healthy way possible where we both can walk away feeling good about the work we did.
0: Uh-huh. And but did you feel like you had a choice? And if you did?
1: I think I had a choice it's so
0: easy in that environment to be passive in our choices, to just sort of say, oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. I'll do whatever you'd like me to do, even if it's something that's contrary to your decision making.
1: I think it's half and half. The fact that I was going to Tulsa, I wanted to have another battle on my on my plate because uh, me and Pat, boom, easy. All right, let's do this. And then when they added me and Jay Light to it, I was like, even better, it's going to be a good show. So mm. I'm, I'm of the... I'm of the mindset that the show must go on, no matter what. So, but are I, you
0: allowed to be a person in that? Yeah,
1: here and there. But um, I want—I always want a good show. I think that's where I push it up a little further than I should. But no matter what, I will always keep the show going, no matter what.
0: But do you I think it to. would stop if you asked for a different person?
1: Uh. I think it would be not as good, and I want great.
0: Is it because you're not involved, or Uh, because you would be involved differently?
1: I would be involved differently. Like, Pat and I had this conversation about how uh, we didn't want me just showing up there and beating the shit out of some Oklahoma uh, comedian, because that would have maybe put a sour taste, like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, you know, this... These fucking big dogs are coming in a town. But what if the
0: Oklahoma comedian beat the shit out of you?
1: Wouldn't happen. Uh, uh. (laughs) Yeah, there's no ego
0: in this at all. (laughs) (laughs) No ego in this at all. On either side, Pat. On either side. No ego in this at all. Because I think that's that's what we found out as LA Battlers is that, like, uh, in the first season, that fucking Mm -hmm. K. Trevor Wilson could fucking eat all of us. A absolutely yeah yeah he's yeah. a he's a monster yeah uh jimmy carr i mean he's jimmy carr yeah come on of course like um it, m- the new york battlers like yeah well some of them some, of them. some are very good um, they weren't
1: battling our best though
0: yeah i mean wait a minute what do you We wait the
1: second round of new york battlers
0: uh well yeah I don't the
1: first know. wave that came through we smashed all of them
2: uh,
0: yeah, ex-
1: oh yeah with the exception of eli sayers but eli sayers is eli sayers I yeah. think the second round of battlers that came through. Uh, n- no disrespect to our battlers, but we tried our best. We had good battles, but we didn't take the W. That could have been changed by so many factors uh, that I saw. are you talking
0: about the bicolor tournament? The what? The bicolor tournament.
1: Uh, not the bicolor tournament because we, like we, we we rocked. Like that. me
0: battling Feeney or. No, 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 no. Out?
1: I'm talking about the sec. The okay, maybe it's the third round. Like the uh roasters that came into town recently like a couple uh, months ago
0: i was i was busy doing we other lost stuff.
1: yeah we lost <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
0: We, <laughs> i was busy doing other stuff <laughs> as right, one right. should be don't live in the same place like, right like right. i literally this year for me has been about uh weaving baskets and mm-hmm. putting new eggs
1: hilarious in there you go as you should. a little self-care a little, for you little, anna
0: little but not just self-care uh career care yes because you can't Woo. you can't yep. have it. you got to diversify the portfolio
1: yeah you you, you can't but, spray yourself too thin, but yeah, that the third round, like then the, again, this is my competitive side speaking. this is my theatric speaking, but I think our top 10 can rock any fucking scene.
0: I think I mean, I think it's not healthy. and to even
1: top 20. but yeah, it's me we can't
0: we can't underestimate other people.
1: but we can because
0: uh, Chicago's got a version of the show, and they're all really good. And we
1: take them all down Oh my God! (laughs) Um,
0: With that being said, what would you say your level of honesty is in your life?
1: (laughs) Great segue. Uh, Level of honesty, I would say nine out of ten.
0: Nine
1: out of ten. Nine out
0: of of ten. I do. So you're 100% honest with your feelings most of the time, and honest with yourself and others in your higher power.
1: Yes, I'm honest with myself and my higher power. With others, I'm 90% there. Okay. 90% because I know everyone's going through their own thing. And if I was truly honest, and I know I'm a fucking crazy person, because if I was truly honest in a lot of situations, I know it would come out the wrong way.
0: Yeah, okay. well, I think honesty without compassion is brutality, right? That's yeah. the thing we hear a lot. Right. But I mean, like...
1: I try my best to be compassionate. I feel like that's the part where I'm not truly honest. But I have to, you know, understand that I need to have that constant compassion with people. Yeah. And instead of just being brutal, like, oh, they're, oh, your, your set sucked. But then, like, uh, when I say that to other comedians, that we laugh, and I love that we can laugh about it. Uh, we, we can just shit on all of each other and just laugh about it. No, it comes from a place of love. But that I can't bring that anywhere outside of comedy at all.
0: Oh, okay. So, so, like with family and stuff, it's more difficult.
1: Absolutely, I have to yeah. sit there and really calculate my words and really understand that I need to be compassionate because if I say something wrong, people are going to hold that and just it's going to spiral into something else and it's going to affect their other decisions in life.
2: Because
1: hmm. me being as brutal as I can be sometimes with my words because it's a cultural thing. We say straight up, hey, you're getting fat. What happened? Yeah. Hey, uh, your, your, your boyfriend, your girlfriend's ugly. What the hell? Don't fuck up the gene pool. Like, shit like that. It's really
0: well i mean with that with that in mind we kind of swap questions but like what uh, i'm not going to ask you what's the most like uh interesting thing you've learned about yourself what i am going to ask you is what would you say your level of authenticity is
1: authenticity i would say
0: and like what's your concept of authenticity in your life
1: concept of authenticity that's the thing i'm still trying to figure out in yeah my me life. too
0: everybody is yeah it's, it's a that's a tough one
1: yeah i i don't know if me being too nice is fake or me being too mean is real or i don't know what's what really i'm still trying to figure out what my authentic self is mm-hmm. and i think one area like even even with my marriage like I am trying my best to be authentic by, like, you know, helping out, washing dishes, cooking, paying the bills, doing all these little things that I don't want to do. Right. But I feel like maybe my authentic self is just a a fucking caveman piece of shit. I don't know. But I know that if I take these contrary actions, I I can be the best for my marriage.
0: I think like doing stuff in your life that's like being a person Mm -hmm. is one thing. Like Mm -hmm. doing the dishes is being a person. Yeah. I think like authenticity is like really meeting people with who you are and like really like listening to them and like receiving the information authentically and then also like, you know, responding in a way that's true to who you are. And that's really fucking uncomfortable sometimes because sometimes you're talking to somebody you don't want to talk
1: to. Yeah. So I say eight out of 10 because I don't give a fuck about a lot of things. So it's, I only care about those things that... But
0: you seem to care. You care about your family coming to your wedding. You care yeah. about whether or not you win or lose a rose battle. You care yeah. about your appearance. I yeah, mean, things I, that involve me. Okay. Yeah,
1: these are all things that involve me. When it comes to things that involve other people, I try to, that's when the compassion kicks in. Mm. That's why I, I sit there and I listen to a lot of stories where I'm just like, oh, this person. Like, I truly, like, I think in my heart of hearts... I don't truly care, but I'm being compassionate to like do work that is beyond me, and that's where most of my most of my sobriety has stayed strong. That I've constantly cared and been compassionate with mm-hmm. other people, sit them, giving them advice, giving them, you know, maybe a ride to another show or maybe a ride to their friend's house. I'm always one to be like, hey, if you need a ride, if you need something, if you need to talk, call me. And I thank my sobriety for that. All the work that I've done has opened me up. But for the most part, my my authentic self is making sure, you know, I do well. Making sure I can, you know, make a living off of my career. And that Mm -hmm. takes a lot of fucking self-work. It takes so much personal growth that you have to, like, aim everything at your career. But then, like, you know, some of it, I... Maybe this is why, like, because I get obsessed. You know, I get obsessed Mm -hmm. with my career. I take care. I make sure... I'm taking care of those around me, absolutely, and a couple of those not around me, and as people that I see that are doing g- great for themselves, I'm just like, oh dude, I, I like that you're working so hard, that's cool, I-, I appreciate that, I sympathize with that, I know how much hard work it is, but at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not going to call that person and see how they're doing, like I have trouble calling people, I have trouble calling Jay, my own fucking own sponsor, yeah. or I'm like, oh, because I'm doing all these things, but I forget to take a second sometimes. And to call, go to a meeting to go to a meeting to, you gotta to go to a meeting like I need, tomorrow man oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will put it in the episode notes if you actually make it to a meeting <laughs> that is that all is right, how right. we'll, accountability that right. is how we'll hold you accountable on this podcast you gotta get to a fucking meeting Alex. yeah I missed my home group today and I texted both my sponsor and the secretary of the meeting and mm -hmm. I'm going to go to a women's meeting tonight.
1: Oh, fantastic. So
0: I've just... Good for you, Anna. No, like, (laughs) you got to make... I mean, I know in in entertainment it's really hard, but you got to make at least like one to two meetings a week. You got to, man. And I'm saying this because I didn't Mm -hmm. for a while and I was getting Mm -hmm. chewed the fuck up.
1: Yeah. I will work on that for sure. And the... The authenticity thing. You
0: motherfucker just yeah. A meeting. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You'll it's as simple Hoover as that. Just, it's you'll it's you'll make as more simple Hoover as that.
0: You'll probably pick someone up and end up in a meeting. You just watch.
1: I, I know it will certainly happen. I've you'll been be fine. dropped off right by meetings before. There's literally I was like, a meeting eh.
0: at 10:30 right by the Comedy Store at mm-hmm. um at a place called. I'll tell you later. I'll look it up. But I know yeah. where it is.
1: Not for sure, but I'm constantly working on being my authentic self. I just, it's a lot of imposter syndrome that I have too. Mm-hmm. where I'm like oh what about this or what about that oh, if I get this oh, what does that even mean I don't know who the fuck am I and I think part of it is the city and part of it's all my insecurities where I still have the imposter syndrome and I don't know like oh am I, am I really a fucking comedian am I really roast better? What, what, what is all this and I think what keeps me like at bay is that I don't know I, I i can enjoy it I, I i get to be good at certain things i get to entertain i get to have you know my my wife keeps showing up and you know she she keeps your coming wife home. yeah my wife she keeps <laughs> she keeps coming home to me and taking care of me and you know being amazing so i'm like okay i guess i guess this is my authentic self i guess i guess everything's okay i guess i am this person and i'm very detached from a lot of things in that sense too where I don't even I don't even know sometimes.
0: I think the more connected you become to those things that you're detached to, the more authentic you'll feel. Yeah.
1: And that's why, you know, Christina has always, you know, helped me and we're just two silly people and I'm like, Okay, I guess this is it. This is cool. I like this. I'm enjoying how we can be like two little kids and just carefree. You know, just two little Pisces in the river, you know.
0: (laughs) Everybody in my life who's, like, important is a Pisces, and I'm a Gemini. That's so weird, by the way. The steward is, too.
1: Wow. Yeah, Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So goofy.
0: Yeah, it's a weird weird thing. But Uh um, how do you deal with fear?
1: Fear. Because
0: you have, like, a fear moment coming up this weekend, and how are you dealing with that?
1: Mm, I usually shut off
0: compartmentalize.
1: I, absolutely. I will shut off. You numb. Numb. I've done that a lot in my life <laughs> where I've just turned it off and just stare blankly into space and just, just hope for it to go away.
0: Do you like that?
2: It's awful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't want to assume. It seemed like you liked it with all no, the information no. up until now. I was like, well, it seems like that's the thing he likes, but you don't yeah. like it. Okay.
1: It's awful because when I turn my conscience back on it's still there it's gotten worse like one of the most powerful things i was able to do was when i booked like a big commercial i was able to pay off a lot of debt 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 is one thing that i shut off and i'm like you know you're gonna have to come out down, kick my door, and take my money, you fucking bitches! Like, but then, wow, that was aggressive. Uh, but
2: <laughs> yeah, that's just
1: how I feel about these creditors. But then I spent the money. I'm the one who spent the money. I'm the one that swiped the card. Were
0: your creditors on your resentments list?
1: Yes, all okay, of them.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> all,
1: over 140. They they had room. They had room to get on that list. They were on the list for sure. So I paid off most of them. I still owe a little here, a little there i will pay those off it's a great feeling that i was able to do it but then the funny thing is at first you don't feel anything you're just like oh just give this person like fucking two g's like what the fuck does this mean boo boo oh you got your little fucking thing uh but then after a while you stop operating from a place of fear oh what if i spend this money you're a criminal right you're a criminal at that point so i don't want to be a fucking criminal
0: yeah, well, self-esteem is built off of esteemable acts.
1: Right. Yeah. So when you do that, it shows on your face. And, you know, there's a certain, you know, you can feel when someone's like, you know, is going to, you know, take something and not, you know, pay for it yeah. or something. You're just like, oh, like, I don't, I don't like your vibes, but I've worked it to the point where uh, where I'm presentable enough that I can I can con someone and I'm like no don't do that it's like w- that little part in my brain is just like manipulation oh, manipulation all day being
0: meddlesome
1: of course of course <laughs> never
0: call somebody meddlesome to no. their face they will get so mad at that is such a funny they will never forgive you that is such a funny word that is by the way that's a thing I've said to another comic <laughs> and I don't think they've ever forgiven me <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like don't be meddlesome and he was like meddlesome what is that and I was like oh, well, it's you <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah are you on a yeah a
0: little Uh, bit of a uh okay so what is what is the character defect you have to work on the most
1: ego yeah my ego is the fucking lithium crystal that fucking powers my entire spaceship and i have to be careful that it doesn't melt the whole fucking spaceship because i don't turn it on too hot
0: what if you weren't powered by ego what if you were powered by something else? what could you replace ego with
1: mm mm-hmm. what is good for what is good for my life that what can my life run on it's it's a very complicated it's a very complicated thing because life is just that uh, but I don't know the thing that could run my life is I don't know. I feel
0: like I just I uploaded a program that you're like your your body is a doesn't virus virus or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just put a Mac program in a Trojan PC Trojan i in my
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just
2: uh,
0: But like but uh. like what if what if our careers were valued or were uh powered by things that were ultimately not ego driven. Mm. Like what if it was service based or what if it was
1: i don't know Uh, if you're entirely service-based you get nothing out of life but except for like certain amounts of gratitude here and there and i feel like that
0: wow that really discounts the power of gratitude though
1: yeah i don't know
0: because i think that like you can my experience has been Mm -hmm. sliding in and out of this space yeah is that you can experience joy and gratitude it's very Mm -hmm. hard to experience joy and gratitude it is very easy to experience ego. Right. So, like, if it comes from a place of like service and a place of love.
1: Yeah, and I do that day to day in doses, but it, for it to power entirely. But you don't want entirely, it to
0: power the whole engine.
1: Absolutely not.
0: What if you took that risk?
1: I feel like I would.
0: Because um, do you are you do you feel like you would have to have a guarantee that it was going to give you. Monetary. Yes. Hmm. But is that acts of exercising faith?
1: Uh, acts of faith, yes. Of course. All, that's the only...
0: Because it guarantees are not how faith works.
1: Yeah. I've, and I've had faith through, through many, of, op, many of obstacles. In order to get there, and I operate on faith every day. I say my prayers every morning and every night. But I'm going to do things for myself, ultimately.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, make sure I show up on sh- show up at shows, make sure I have a killer set, make sure I'm good, make sure I'm not... But what if justice. you're not perfect
0: that night? What does your ego do to you then?
1: It reworks the joke. It tells me that it helps me analyze the crowd. And But also... But I like mean, in a kind t-
0: and loving way?
1: Yeah, of course. Because I look at the crowd. For real? Yeah. I look at the crowd and I see, uh, first off, what's on the surface. Oh, demographic, race. I look at the... I look at the export import of the fucking city or state. I look at you know political lines. I look at all these other things so I can respect them, but also have a good set so I can walk away feeling good about myself and people telling me, "Oh, great show tonight. you know if one person tells me I made them laugh throughout the whole crowd, then I'll be like, okay good, I, I did something for myself. I think it's a mixture. I don't think it can I don't think it can empower the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think I don't think one thing can empower a whole thing because, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think it leads to a truly, truly satisfying life. I think it will breed resentment
0: or service?
1: Uh, uh, service.
0: Really? Yes. You feel like service breeds resentments?
1: Throughout your entire life, first and foremost, if you put yourself, I think, before every single thing, uh, I think it does not lead to true satisfaction of one's identity
0: well you can't people please that's different people pleasing is coming from a place of ultimately ego because you're you're doing for others for the recognition of doing for others or you're doing for others for the you know for For the the sake of doing it of of making them happy that's completely different what i mean is like you're coming from a wholehearted sweet place and you just want to make the world a better place as opposed Mm -hmm. to like i want to service my ego
1: not even servicing the ego, but that I feel like the, the, the e- powering, having ego power, everything helps because you have the, you know, the ego and the id and just working it back and forth, just weaning it back and forth. I think it has helped me accomplish a lot of things, but I feel like compassion, it, compassion and people pleasing is a very slippery slope because you want to help. I've been that person before where I help, 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 and it breaks me. Mm. I've been down that road before and that's why compassion is definitely there is definitely one of the spark plugs in my engine, but it's not the fucking cylinder. It's not the block. It's not. It's my block is ego Mm. and it has all these spark plugs in it. I I don't think one thing can power everything because if you are constantly compassionate, you're going to get hung up on a fucking cross Sorry, I'm kidding. That's a little Jesus reference there. No, or, like, know. just in there. And cl- no, no, no. Uh,
0: I, I think it's. I think it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. I think it's something to think about. It'll be interesting to see, like, over time.
1: Uh, but I'm compassionate. I, can't, I, yeah.
0: can, I know for me, I can't let ego drive the engine
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I will become a monster. That mm-hmm. there, there's that person who writes at the pic, at the top of the page. What is wrong with Alex? Mm-hmm. That's the person powered by ego. Mm-hmm. But I also know that there's another person in me that like before we roast battled, I went in the bathroom, I got on my hands and knees and I prayed. And the mm. reason why I prayed was God's will be done, whatever, whatever you want. But if I do well at this, it might, will probably give me opportunities to bring joy into other people's lives. Yeah,
1: and, and that's I'm of the same school in that. OK. Yeah. I want to bring joy to people, but I don't want to be like a godly figure like yeah no no no. Air. that's not, what i'm not saying that.
0: i'm not saying like 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 becoming a saint like yeah. saint alex that would be so funny saint alex yeah, like a no, candle with
1: would your, never have yeah the oh. hair would
0: be the flame like it with the silky amazing. fabrics
1: around my shoulders. yeah, yeah no, I, I
0: don't think that that's a realistic a realistic connotation yeah. but like the more of the the fact of like you know doing things out of Doing things out of a sense of compassion and service as opposed to doing things out of a sense of, like, how does this make me look good? How does this make me feel good? How oh, in that sense, yeah. Um, external validation, like, external, like, that's where the ego comes in.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely
0: not I mean, that. no matter what, I've, we all have an ego yeah. to an extent, but to live an ego and to power our actions through validating our egos is leads to using. Yeah, it's like no, a thing in the book.
1: For sure and i've i've always been compassionate about god that's such, such a bold statement to say but
2: I've <laughs> you're always really been, getting the hot seat I'm, on this interview uh, alex yeah, for
0: sure <laughs> and i welcome
1: it i welcome it because it's helping me discover more things about myself but i know first and foremost like before when i was drinking and wilding out and just all up in my fucking ego wilding out
0: without nick cannon
1: Okay, sponsor us. That is, that is, by the
0: way, my favorite thing to say. I'll be like, "They were wiling out without Nick Cannon." I love the idea of people just like wiling out all of a yeah. sudden. I love saying yeah. that anyway. Sorry. Uh, you're, you're fine.
1: I think it's like literally
0: her... a joke that's only funny to me in story. <laughs> I swear to God, like it's just it just makes oh, me like, "Oh, you it out without Nick Cannon?" Without Nick you. Cannon? Without
1: Nick Cannon? You out of control. Behave. Okay, all now right. you get it.
0: Okay. Yeah, of course. you I see. Okay. Where,
1: I see what you're doing. I, I, I always try my best to be compassionate at first, but sometimes you can't be compassionate all the time, every time, because this world doesn't always, it, it needs compassion. It, there's compassion comes in many, many forms, but I don't think I'm the person to always, I will, like for instance, like our, our humongous homeless population out here yeah i'm not gonna help all of them
0: no yeah i'll give yeah. them a
1: bottle of water uh I, I won't give money i'll give a dollar here and there i'll greet them smile whatever but i know for i know for a lot of factors, a lot of mental illness and yeah you know you gotta have immense compassion right. with the homeless population out here but i know it's a 50 50 chance
0: but you'll smile and look at them I they acknowledge you. Yeah, give them
1: person. a water. Yeah, greet okay. them. How's your day going? Well, yeah,
0: I think that's a, max, that's a good amount of... I, yeah. I think it's more... I don't
1: know. But I'm not going to cut their hair, give them a new outfit. <laughs> like right. You're going to break my fucking sources. You know, I, I'm very limited in my sources as well. And there's, there's a, a certain amount that I know... I have, I have a destination to get to. hmm And I welcome those along with me, of course. My friends, my family... Everybody in my inner circles, everybody that was at the wedding, I will go above and beyond. Okay. But there's a certain amount of people that I can't because I still have a destination to get to. Yeah. But those that are on board, that's what the ship can handle. Yeah. But if we make it to all the destination, I will absolutely, 100%, turn around and get the rest of the people. Yeah. But we cannot sink this goddamn ship.
0: Did we it's, do- I'm sorry? No, go
2: ahead.
1: Yeah, just there's there's only... There's only so much room only so much time there's only so many resources hmm. in all of our lives and we have to we uh, me i know i'm gonna have to own up to it i'm gonna have to get out there i'm gonna have to like i don't have so much gas in my fucking car mm-hmm. that i need to get to the certain place but if it's if it's not a good look if it's not a good look for my whole situation
0: yeah i think that's practicing self-compassion and yeah. that you can't overextend yourself you're yeah. useful to you're useless to everyone if you overextend yourself
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and that's that's my middle ground between compassion and ego
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i don't and it, ego will continue to power because i know part of my ego is live to serve others, and like a that's for a lack of better words. It's just I want to take care of people, I've always been diplomatic, I've always tried to help people because you know it's if it feels good, mm-hmm. it's and it's the right goddamn thing to do. Interesting, yeah. I don't know, just that's a tricky one, Anna. God damn it, sorry, Anna, <laughs>
0: right. I, don't, I don't mean to. So, we've kind of talked a lot about forgiveness up top and mm-hmm. about amends and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. um so do you want to just like move forward or we Yeah,
1: we we've covered a, yeah, We've covered a, a lot. Really of, good we got like, we got yeah. deep.
0: We got deep. Woo! What is um Woo! how do you like um I, Cause I know you've talked about your amends and mm-hmm. it seems like you're in a process of maybe peeling back some new stuff. So I don't yeah. want to like re-injure that or do anything. You, that's between you and your sponsor. Yeah, but, but I think
1: what we've covered is...
0: And hopefully a- you'll frame those questions in a three-joke battle and have Moses... Um, hilarious.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, officiate. Um,
2: <laughs> that's right, that's
0: right. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, what? How do you maintain your recovery on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, every morning since the day I got sober, I make my bed.
0: Oh, I love that. My bed is not made right now. If you were to walk into that room, you'd be like, if, Anna, you're living like this? If you want to I'm trying try to move. It, it I'm is, trying to it, move. <laughs> it's,
1: it's pretty good. Even if we were moving, even when we just moved mm-hmm. into our apartment, okay. I moved everything aside and I made the bed. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was like, I don't care if there are boxes everywhere. I'm going to make the bed. Okay and hey my wife appreciates this she's yeah. super ocd so she, with her it satisfies her ocd it also satisfies mine even though i don't know what the fuck it's for but i know it's a maybe in my head releases a little dopamine just tells me tells my brain then hey we we accomplished something today we made our bed 10 yeah. seconds yeah it takes 10 seconds to make the bed and i get to go home and i just see that it looks clean it doesn't look like a, a pot clean bed clean head right so I always try to clean up around the house. I know I'm a huge believer in feng shui. Oh, okay. So the way the whole house is set up, there's nothing blocking my way. I don't need to sidestep anywhere. I move forward. I move forward around my apartment. I can circle back around, but I don't sidestep, e- creak around certain things. Uh, everything has been set in a certain direction.
0: Oh, my God. I need you to talk to Stuart about that, because we're moving mm-hmm. in together, uh-huh. and the way him and Luke had their furniture laid out was, like, kind of, of an obstacle course. Yeah,
1: like a freaking maze.
0: Like a maze, yeah. yeah. And I had, well, that's to, like, that's re- that's I had to, like, like a- rearrange some things mm-hmm. to, like, make it so I mm-hmm. could fit in there, but I wonder if, even still, there's, like, mm-hmm. one piece of furniture that we could get rid of, Yeah, but...
1: Oh, my wife got rid of everything that I own.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: Also, tell Luke that because it's like you know, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to dis. Oh dear, I'm not trying to like disrupt their, just uh, dis- uh, disrupt their natural environment.
1: Yeah. Like, too much. Yeah, you'll just have to say, uh, that, hey, a girl's touch, you know, yeah. a gr- a woman's touch rather would yeah. uh, would definitely improve your living situation. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely helped me. Um, yeah, and cleaning up the house, making sure I try my best to not have any dirty dishes in the sink.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we have a dishwasher. Why not just take ten seconds to throw it in there?
0: Oh yeah, you have a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah you live in that in. life. Your apartment's very nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, we're about our rent's about to increase again. God damn it! Uh, but it's worth it.
0: Mm.
1: It's worth the situation. I know that me paying more, a little more here and there, it's going to be for the long run because eventually. You know the the the, the fact that L. A. has some of the most old decrepit piping ever, yeah. as with every city. Whatever, old buildings in yeah. general. They they have those signs everywhere that says, you know, oh, the, this building contains something that will lead to cancer. Just say there's fucking lead in the pipes.
0: Yeah, there's lead in the pipes. Mean.
1: There's lead in all the pipes. Yeah. So the fact that I'm paying a little more for a newer building with brand new piping. Is going to go the distance.
0: I love the idea that you went in and you were like, when was the age of the piping?
1: Yeah,
2: of course. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah. When was your building built? Fucking no thanks. Yeah, you got rats in this bitch. I don't care if it was renovated and you have this fancy new, like, stainless steel appliances, you still got lead in the pipes, you bitch. I can't stand that shit. All <laughs> okay, these buildings, okay, okay. people get, people, I, all these landlords get away with so much. You're killing the population, L.A. Fuck you, Garcetti, okay. for not putting for not putting regulations on the apartment buildings. But these landlords you that,
0: still need a meeting. Yeah, no, 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 no
1: for sure, for sure. So, I, just, I just can't, I just can't stand the shit that they're that this whole fucking city puts people through. It's brutal. From the unions to the fucking buildings, I'm not gonna run for office. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, no. Um.
1: No, people would get all up in their feelings. They would get too fucking hurt because so, they can't handle the truth.
0: So okay. So <laughs> that being said, yeah. are there any other like spiritual things that you do <laughs> other than cleaning and raging anger toward yeah. infrastructure?
1: <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> no, I, I pray. I pray. I have my vision board.
0: Yeah, you have your vision board. I'm like inspired to do a vision board whenever. You should absolutely school. do
1: it. I cross out so many things on that vision oh, board I love that. week to week, month to month, year to year. I cross off really big things, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how the f- how the fuck did I do this? Oh, it's me constantly staring and reminding myself that there's, a, that I have. I begin every day with a prize in mind. That's a Stephen Covey thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Self help type stuff I'm like okay oh I
0: fucks with that yeah. I'm like burning through self help books right now oh, that okay. and I listened to on a road gig with Madison Shepard I mm-hmm. uh, listened to
1: oh Maddie friend of the podcast oh Maddie friend of the, yes. what up incredible. girl
0: she did incredible she was amazing of course and it was like a road ass road gig it was get and into Larry have you ever Ooh, done that one of course yeah. of course Oof, it was like a road ass road gig and so she um, she did great but we listened to The Golden State Killer uh, Michelle McNamara's book wow Patton Oswald's like, yes it was fucking amazing yeah anyway, sorry yeah. Gosh. so after my self-help thing i'm gonna go through that anyway continue yeah just
1: vision board i look at it every day i put it up there it's it's very it's very uh analyzed i know what i want i know what i want for me i know what i want for uh, potentially what i want for others you know mm-hmm. you know th- these are the things that i know it's gonna help me and help me be the best version of me possible. You know, is it not like sound a like a whiteboard vision board, or do, you like, one, yeah. do you
0: like do like pictures?
1: Uh, it's a it's Scrapbook-y a wh- one. whiteboard words. There's words. a there's a couple pictures here and there. Okay. But I don't know what my ultimate form is going to look like. Okay. So I, I try not to uh, have a, a a map or something uh-huh. like I'm not I'm not gonna put a picture of a Lamborghini on there, even though that's what I know I want. Sure. I want the success that's gonna lead to the Lamborghini. And that's written in clear form, in words, uh, on my vision board.
0: Can I reframe something? Huh? You're actively in the success that leads to a Lamborghini. You are that success.
1: Not necessarily. (laughs) It takes money to buy a Lamborghini.
0: (laughs) It's true. But but I I
1: see what you mean.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 Like. just kind of unlock like that's the thing i've been practicing a lot okay it's not i will be worthy i will be wealthy i will be successful when it yeah. is
1: laws of attraction
0: i am worthy i am successful yeah
1: i do some I self-reaffirming wealth. yeah
0: i have wealth because i have a roof over my head mm-hmm. like i live my yeah. life
1: i I, I, get, I get so in my head about that i am like, what kind of roof is it <laughs> Is there is there lead in the pipes? You know
0: what? Probably. I mean, my body's a nightmare, so who knows? But um, (laughs) but you know, oh, it's so funny. It's just yeah. I think that you're you are successful. You are successful, I think that's really important. I think that will really drastically change the way you make decisions Mm -hmm. when you really believe that you're successful already.
1: Yeah, I have to get that in my head. Like I have to constantly remind myself that I belong here. Yeah. Like, every time... We
0: all
1: do. Yeah, fuck. Every time before I do a show or something, I'm like, the fuck? Like, what? You're giving me 20 minutes? I don't yeah. know if I can... Can I do that? But I'm like, wait, no. You could do that all day, every day. Yeah. Oh can, oh, can you do this thing on TV? Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, where? Like, this? Yeah. This thing is going? Okay, sure. Like, oh, do I get to do this? I'm like, I still... That that little tiny fucking imposter syndrome head mm-hmm. peeks out and is like, hey!
0: Hey, you think you could do that? No.
1: The fuck out of here! What are you doing here? But then I'm just like, now it's it's so easily shut off. Yeah. It's so easily like shut back in there. But I know it's not gonna go away.
2: Yeah.
1: But also I feel like that's part of what's powering me as well. It was like that defiance. How mm. dare you? What? Maybe it's my mom's voice. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's I don't know. My my family just not showing up for anything, which is the greatest form of disrespect. Mm-hmm. It was just to not fucking show up and no no call no show, right? Yeah. So you're They've done that all my entire life. No call, no show for certain things, and whatever. I think that's probably what the thing that is driving me is uh, that that family validation, which I think that's what made me a comedian. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm like, I'll show you. I'll be on the biggest stage and making uh, hundreds and thousands of people laugh. All right, then you'll then you'll be here. So that's also on my vision board is to constantly. Uh, To, well, I have this whole little acronym, the six P's, right? Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance.
0: Perfectionism.
1: Yeah, perfectionism. Absolutely. Uh,
0: But what if you prepare and your brain goes blank? You've had this happen.
1: Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, that's when you double down and you go even harder. Or no, no, you do a little self-care. You stop, you do self-care i think what
0: you actually do is go a little harder but i think what you'd like to do is self-care
1: yeah for sure and i do self-care that's why when i went in when i went to my therapist uh, for the first time ooh, floodgates opened up
0: yeah perfectionism is a fucking nightmare yeah
1: it's constant like i'm doing this and then my therapist asked me probably one of the most profound questions i've ever heard in my life and it's so simple it's so simple Alex, you operate in uh, two very distinct areas. You're either this wildly successful, impressive, articulate person, or you're down in the dumps. Or you're a fucking vagrant. You're
0: egomaniac with an insecurity problem.
1: Yeah, that's all of us. You're an addict. Like, when do you allow yourself to be right in the middle and exist? Yeah. And I was like, damn it.
0: I doubled down on that question. Yeah, like when exist. when does the middle happen?
1: Yeah, when does the middle happen? I think that's probably that now has what led to my day to day happiness. Yeah, you know, day to day of being alive, right? Day to day of being like when do you, to exist? It's nice and just to cruise and you know I get these great compliments when I'm meeting people every day. They're just like, oh hey, like you know, wow, oh, you're, you're you're in good spirits today. I'm like, hey, because I'm existing. We're here. We're cruising. Yeah. We got AC. We got all these. You know, we're jamming. Sure, life is good, and I think that's what's pushed me to be better at a lot of things. Cause then now I know how to make informed decisions mm. and understanding that you don't need to bet the fucking house on you know on a pair of, on a pair of threes or something.
2: <laughs> Where that.
1: I, I used to do that a lot. Fuck yeah. it. I'll, call, I'll go in. I'll go in. I'll go in. Now, like, nah,
0: you know what? I'm, I'll
1: am i just eat the blinds of this one and go back. I don't know why I'm making poker references.
0: It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I thought it was basketball references.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about either.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no limit hold'em, you know. Oh. Pe- pe- people will, will go in on dumb shit.
0: Well, what would you say your relationship with your higher power is like?
1: It's been great. It's it's solid because day to day I see my higher power at work because mm-hmm. I'm out and about I'm out and about little things like you know I'll get a I'll get a decent parking spot
2: mm-hmm.
1: little things like that I uh, the food isn't when I'm cooking the food doesn't burn I'm like oh, okay cool cool I was able to remind me that's my higher power you know moving me and shaking me and you know Getting getting me in the right places at the right time. Every time I go to dinner with the wife, you know, the wife. uh.
0: Do you do you say you entirely trust your higher power?
1: Uh.
0: Or does the ego still pop in there?
1: The ego still does pop in there. Absolutely. Yeah, you're human. Yeah, it pops in there, and then I'll have to quickly shush him. Like for how do you do that? I do that by apologizing. To the okay. other person. That checks my ego. Like, wait, you had to apologize? Apologize for what? I'm yeah. Like, and I was just like, then I'll just apologize to a person. Like, a maintenance man came today and, because our closet broke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Half of our closet broke in our nice fucking fancy apartment. I yeah, wanted it's to lo-
0: really expensive. I
1: wanted to lose my fucking shit on <laughs> him. It's a really
0: him. nice Because he, <laughs>
1: he said the most dumb shit I've heard any hardware person say. Well, not the dumb shit, but the logical. See, ego popping out. You fucking idiot. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, to the other person directed at the other person not me where we have a we have a part of a closet that holds you know all her dresses and all my suits and t-shirts on top stuff yeah and it fucking broke yeah and so we put in a repair request you know i'm home when the the maintenance man comes by older armenian 60s gentleman and we've we've always he's always told us that we're doing something wrong our drain gets clogged. Well, you need to run fucking water like three to four minutes after you shower. What? Does that? Yeah, no he does. A 60-year-old Armenian man who d- is whatever. You know, to he's, be fair, he,
0: Armenians are very hairy, hairy people. He's,
1: yeah, exactly. How you should. That's what he does day to day for his entire life. That's why we have a drought in California. That's so racist, I'm sorry. I Armenians, blame it on the Ar- I love you. I blame our drought in LA you. on the Armenians for running I, we the love showers you. We don't so have, much. This is not a racist podcast. So much. I love Glendale my it <laughs> no like well uh, all jokes aside uh we 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 put in the repair request he came by and he looked at the closet you know we put our clothes aside and he's like oh you're not supposed to hang up a lot of stuff in there mm. and my instinct was like it's a fucking closet i paid $2,500 a fucking month for this apartment nothing should break but i did not say that I flipped it back and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, so we we put our we only put the coats and dresses in there." I'm sorry, you know. And he's like, "Well, I'll see what I can do. You know, go see if we have a nail gun." and yada 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 I still wanted to throw the rent figure at him I'm like we're paying a lot we pay money for services yeah that need to be delivered yeah but, my
0: closet here the bar fell down the same way and, yeah and like a, like a part of it broke and yeah. they came in and they were like
1: you motherfuckers designing these apartments out here <laughs> need to design bulletproof fucking closets. I should be able to put a goddamn bank safe on that thing and it shouldn't break
0: but they didn't blame me for the repair need yeah the
1: guy blamed me yeah and my instinct was to lose my shit on him, but I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no. Hey, soft tone. This is where people listen. Not here. No. People don't listen up here. No. So that's why I have to control that a lot. Because I know I have a voice that can fucking, I have a booming voice if I wanted to.
0: I have a very stern tone of yeah. voice. Sometimes the audiences look at me like, ugh.
1: Stepmom, like yes, she has real
0: stepmom. You come imagery. off, you you can come off <laughs> preachy
1: if you yeah. scream and use your voice yeah. like that. I know I do the same thing where I'm like, oh, this way, this is the way things should be. Like, yeah. oh, old man yells at cloud. Like we've no. heard it on this
0: podcast. Of
1: course, later. oh, of
2: course, of <laughs> course.
1: Yeah. So day to day, I do that. I try to do one good deed a day. One, one thing I'll do is one thing I know I'm in control of mm-hmm. is I can throw a peace sign at somebody. Oh,
0: that's fun. Yeah, I like that. and.
1: The cool thing is, it comes back to me at the end of the day, somewhere, somehow.
0: I started doing that when I'm yeah. uh, when I'm driving the tour buses. So yeah. there's was like one moment where mm-hmm. someone has to be kind enough to let me in, and yeah. I started throwing them a peace sign, Alex style. And I think if <laughs> you every time
1: I do it, I'm like, Alex, it comes back around. Listeners, try that. Throw a peace sign at someone. We need more peace in today's society. A peace
0: sign instead of a middle finger. Yeah, try
1: that or a thumbs up. If somebody lets you in, well, yeah. no, thumbs up pisses people off. No, no, that's if somebody I cuts thumbs you up. off. I up, I'll be like, hey, Yeah, yeah, yeah if I cut somebody off and they roll up next to me and yeah. they're like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, thumbs up, dude. And some people, half people want to shoot me, half people calm down. But yeah. yeah, I've been throwing the peace signs. That's another thing. That's where I know the universe is at work because to get a peace sign back nowadays is tough. Yeah. But it comes back. Yeah. It comes back every day and doing what? that. And just trying to keep things even keel is where I know I'll be fine always is to keep calm. And the thing is, like, I feel success. Keep
0: calm and Alex Strong. Yeah, I keep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Merch. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: welcome.
1: Yeah, that, that thing, that's the thing that keeps me happy is, is, to, is to stay even keel. Do the, do the work as much as I can. I know I ha- I'm guilty of not doing the work as much as i can because i haven't been to a fucking meeting in months and it's it's coming out in its ugliest forms like me being an egomaniac in certain settings uh, and just rubbing people the wrong way and i don't want to do that at all Uh, but you know i uh and i have to be careful because we're rewarded for that
0: especially in rose battle
1: yeah, and in comedy in general mm-hmm. or in, in the circles in that entertainment, we run in.
0: In, in entertainment and rose battle oh, and, and all, my comedy. Wa- all my
1: wife's friends love me because I'm just always like throwing like so much shade and they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, keep going, keep going, yeah. keep going and I'm like, wait. And that's
0: such a trap. At, it's such oh, a yeah. trap because most, then when
1: kids come around, yeah. their kids come around and then they hear me say something really fucked up. And we're we're like we're like the, the fucking top of the heap when it comes to saying something fucked up. And I'll say just my words can be very cutting. Yeah. or sharp and you're just like oh you can traumatize someone for a good amount of time truly yeah so i have to be careful with that and yeah with that being the day-to-day practice it's led to you know another day of society i pray every night before i go to bed hit my knees and say please give me another day of sobriety thank you for the one i just had you nice. know so that's that, that's what's been keeping me even keel and just yeah, then try to find something, look for an opportunity to, to help someone out. Like, yeah. Yeah, little things like that. It's what I'm in control of. The rest, it's a fucking gamble.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Sorry, I don't know why I ended it like that. Is so that the the rest is a fucking gamble, kid. Welcome to the big city.
0: I'm a cool guy. Yeah. Puts on sunglasses, rides a raptor out of the room. Yeah, that's
1: right. A <laughs> raptor. Uh, <laughs> hey, what are you, the mayor? <laughs> what are you,
0: the mayor? Um... <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, what was something you would tell somebody just like you?
1: Um, keep doing the next right thing all day long. That's the hardest thing. To do. That, that was the most challenging thing for me to do is to do the next right thing all day long. We know what our next right thing is. We don't like it Always. We don't. We don't like doing the next right thing all day long. Like we'll do it, like maybe like half, like maybe nine to five. We'll do the right thing, Mm -hmm. but after that, we're just like, ah, maybe I do this. Oh, maybe I do that. You all our little insecurities and everything want to tell us to do another thing because we're not worthy of it, or we we don't. We feel like we should. We or we deserve more than our than what's given there. But the fact is that if you, you what you get is what you get. If you want more, work for more. And I had to work really fucking hard for my sobriety. I didn't want to. I had to be, be dragged through some of it. You still
0: have to keep working for a- it.
1: Absolutely, is it right?
0: Right. You gotta go to a fucking meeting. Right. Else. Right. 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 For sure. Ooh,
2: boy I love you. You gotta go to a meeting. I need it. Yeah. Absolutely. No.
1: I. I know. I know that for a fact. And the fact that. You know, we. We don't know what we don't know but you, yeah that that's the scariest thing that we don't know what we don't know and when you make all these uninformed fucking decisions it it can set you back yeah it can set you back and you think you think you fucking know everything that's I know for a fact that I think I know everything but I'm I'm one of those know-it-alls that don't know anything at all yeah. you know and it's and I've been able to shush that side down. I mean, I don't need to be in other people's shit. I'm not an expert at everything. I'm only good at maybe like five fucking things. And, you know, that, that's, I need to take pride in that, take ownership in that. I know that I can't speak on everything. I have to, you know, just do what's good for present company. Mm-hmm. And with that, be, with that, I've just been able to go so much further. You know, like I've said it before on the podcast, the African proverb, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others.
2: Yay.
1: So I have to take care of those others, uh, physical, spiritual, mental, whatever those others are, then I can go further and I can t- continue to do good work and deal with my issues, deal with my issues along the way or yeah. preferably before we go that way, but you yeah. know, we're already, we're already in the, we're already on the way. We're already on the way and I'm excited for it that I get to be, oh, I get to be sober for it. Yeah. Cause I can appreciate it. Like you said, you know, you told me that before, like take a moment, enjoy your wedding, look around and be proud of the work you've done. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me to do is did. to, y'all. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Y'all out there, take a, take a moment to enjoy the work you've done. Mm-hmm. We're all doing incredible things out here. Well, not all of us, but you know, we're, for the most part, we're doing incredible work out there. you are figuring it. We're all figuring it out. But we are, we are doing better than what we did yesterday.
0: You're doing well.
1: Yes, thank you. You're doing well. <laughs> yes, 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 yes.
0: Uh, all right, Alex. Where do people
1: find you? Uh, I'm on all social media at Dapper Duong. D a p p e r d u o n g. Hit me up. You got any questions? Let's let's talk about yeah. it.
0: You can also uh, email and tweet the pod at t- uh, 12QuestionsPodcast at gmail.com or at 12 questionpodcast on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and Anna, where can, can people find, find you? You
0: can find me at AnnaVsFun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me uh, at AnnaValenzuela.com and my other podcast, The Haha Podcast, also on the Unpops Network. Uh, so, yeah, Alex, if nobody's told you this day, I love you.
1: Aww, love you too, Anna. Aww, if
0: you're listening to this today and nobody's told you this day today. We love you. We love
1: you guys. Sincerely.
0: Yay. Bye.